happy Halloween. Welcome back to the third place. It's been a bit since I had a guest. It's been a bit in general. I'm super excited for tonight covering, honestly, one of my all-time favorite games. One of the games I point to that stands on a shiny pedestal and says that's what a video game is. But we will get to that. But first, I am. In- let me introduce, honestly... A man of legend on Twitter. You've probably seen him with that luchador icon on your feed. He's either out in the streets of Queens posting one of his many uh, artistic signs you see. you pro- If you're in New York, you've probably seen it. Or if you're just on Twitter in general, you've seen this man, the man of myth, the legend, Stained Haynes. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on, fella. So far, uh, not bad. Um, uh, a little burnt out and still recovering from the very first time I've ever recorded uh, and performed in front of a live crowd on Saturday. We had Cars and Women Magazine's uh, first live show. But no, um, I'm on cloud eight, top of the world, Ma. Thanks uh, for having me on. Uh, it's it's an honest, it's an absolute pleasure. And congratulations to your first live show. I've seen the videos, I've seen the photos, and it looked like such a blast and i i love you know i think i believe i can't remember i think we got mutuals like we became mutuals i think like two years ago i can't remember i've been trying to remember i honestly feel like once i like dipped into the pool of this sort of grand sphere of twitter i I felt like stain haynes became just like something you downloaded onto Twitter or something like you were just there, you were, you were there, whether, whether it be just from following you in general or just somebody retweeting you or you feel like omnipresent of the internet in general. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I marvel at your infinite knowledge. It seems like on anything, like you seem to be the encyclopedia, like brought to life on quite literally anything from just obscure like knowledge about like from like the 60s or 70s with like government stuff or before we were recording like you're talking about like the how the japanese uh were like the the view of japanese from americans like you seemingly are the infinite well of wisdom and knowledge on the internet and like i I see your threads daily. I'm just like, how does this man know all this? Like, it's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like a, a a testament to just sort of like your your presence and just in audit knowledge. I'm probably going to be repeating myself. It's like infinite knowledge, and uh, uh, I also want to commend you for your aesthetic presence too online. I I, I love the very harsh and like. It feels like it's been filtered through di- three different, like when you save an image online and it gets like progressively blurrier <laughs> and edgier and gra- grainier. Like, I love that aesthetic. And I love that with Cars and Women, your magazine that you're a co founder of. Like, I love how your aesthetic feels both in a way like of the, like the er- very early internet, but also it still feels fresh and exciting to see what you're doing, how you approach your content online. It's I I, I'm honestly like amazed of just how you have such a commander presence over it all. 
Oh, well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I would like to say that um, the website I launched things from, like the shirts and the zine and whatnot, um, queenstrash.com and the zine, Cars and Women, um, it was deliberately made so that you really couldn't tell if the website and the material was made 20 years ago or last week. Yeah. Like, that was a very conscience decision like i wanted it to reek of javascript oh, um yeah. also i i will say that the mask does a lot of heavy lifting for me because <laughs> um it's difficult to articulate but like all right i'll i'll let you and the ladies and jerks listening to this visualize okay if you have a bunch of dudes and someone is like uh we have a list of demands it's just going to look like a bunch of dudes in a sweaty basement who all probably love Ted K. But if they're wearing masks, suddenly they are Basque separatists or dudes in Northern Ireland. And you are now commanded to take them seriously. <laughs> so um, something like a luchador mask, it's sort of a um, it's a cultural touchstone of Mexico. So that on top of semi anonymity. Uh, you know what? I'm glad someone else picked up on it because like a guy in a mask is uh, that almost has like Jason Voorhees physics. <laughs> like as soon as you lose visual contact, ah, fuck, he could be anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but no, you know what? I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're you're such a proponent of what I do, because like even the flyers. Each and every single one is deliberate. I know I call them shit posting and meat space. <laughs> and DIY psyops. But all right, I'll give you an example. When I put up a flyer, there's a light pole uh, outside my apartment. I'll put up a flyer and do a test run and like I'll walk by it and keep my eyes focused ahead of me. And I'll be like, does this tug at my peripheral? Then I'll walk by it again, looking at my phone. Does it still tug at my vision? And I'll do all I'll do like a series of like 20 different tests. And mm -hmm. if I could hit like 15 or more marks, the flyer is now slotted into my routine. Mm -hmm. and, and for something as so simple as like, it's okay to be infected or respect troops. I know <laughs> it looks like silly tee hee ha ha shit post LOL, but a lot of deliberate focus goes into it. So I'm glad people notice, especially a gentleman like yourself. Shit, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a victory lap around the block if you keep this up. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely love your presence because it seems as though, like, it feels like you're, like, the the like the like owner of, like a, 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 like, a media business, but the media business is you. But, like, there's part, there's, <laughs> there's different components to, like, the Stained Haynes, you know, universe, so to say. Like, you know, I remember first following you and it was i remember distinctly it was like the flyer posts like those those were the first things i remember seeing that you were doing and then like suddenly you're on ghost jail and then suddenly it's cars and women and it's like you know sooner or later i'm gonna see a book from you or i'm gonna see like some sort of like public tv access from you like <laughs> there's there's <laughs> uh, as the kids say inshallah i think that's what's in vogue to say <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, you you really are sort of just like becoming in, in 
it, it reminds me so I, I keep always re referencing this on the show but it's like it, it really does take me back to like when i got on the internet in like 2005 to 2008 and it's like you had these individual sites that were just specifically dedicated to just like one thing or like one person sort of like like pioneering their own sort of like brands as as it were right like, i mean <clears throat> my my biggest point of reference would be like something like Newgrounds, where it's like you had this sort of cd website that's like all black and it has just a bunch of people just like slinging the edward at each other and giving each other zero reviews and <laughs> saying like n nice animation dipshit and giving like a one star review like it, oh, yeah. it, it, it takes me back to sort of just like the sort of fragmented state of the internet before like all these like sites came around that it just became like you do everything here it's not it's not a place back in the day where it's like you came to the site because they delivered the one thing you cared about. Like I, the big point of reference for me is like game trailers also game trailers.com. Oh, um, you know, you know, if I could just chime in for a moment, fella, like, uh, like I'm sure uh, the audience might be familiar, but like Maddox, Sean baby, uh, there mm -hmm. were people who like, like, they were their own hype man and brand at the same time. Like mm -hmm. Sean baby ended up writing for cracked magazine. He released a, a, a game on, um, on Apple IS. Uh, he like Maddox ended up writing a book, although Maddox lived long enough to see himself become the villain. So that mm -hmm. might not be the best example, but no, like, you know, once upon a time, there used to be sites where like game FAQs, for example, that's oh, one yeah. of the last enduring, <laughs> And you know what, dude, like, you know, um, when I first got access to the Internet, like, I can't tell you how long I spent reading strategy guides of games I never played, reading mm -hmm. lyrics to songs I've never even listened to by bands I never heard of until an hour ago. Um, yeah. Reading the synopsis and trivia sections of films I saw referenced as a child in cartoons, but never exactly knew like, oh, that's Dance Macabre. Or macabre, mm -hmm. or I fucked that up. Whatever. What do you expect <laughs> from Queen's Trash? Or like, you know, oh, that's that movie that they keep referencing on the classic Simpsons. Like, it wasn't mm -hmm. until I, I I had internet access, and and I just before I forget, in regards to the threads I make, fella, um, I, I truly believe that if someone is interested in something they will learn the fuck out of it until something inside goes, you're good now. Like yeah. my favorite example is because I've had people who specialize in the topic I made a thread on and they'd be like, this is incredible insight. Uh, who did you send your thesis to? And I'm like, I never majored in this, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's because like, all right, there was a silent film actor named Buster Keaton and uh he cheated death for our amusement like Jackie Chan okay did yeah. all his own stunts mm -hmm. so to to deliver what he visualized you know to to mm -hmm. will an idea into existence he decided there's only so much i could do in front of the camera so we got behind the camera took cameras apart you know like held the lens up to the light and in fact uh, Buster Keaton pioneered a lot of camera and lens tricks that went on to become like set standards for cinema. Like 
Uh, you ever seen a cartoon and a guy goes on one foot and you see him getting ready to like speed off in one direction and then yeah. he blurs and then he like in the other direction. Buster mm-hmm. Keaton figured out how to do that with a grainy 1911 camera before mm-hmm. they were animating it. And he was no director. He never went to film school, but he was so invested in in wanting to will into existence his artistic vision. All right. Which yeah. is like three levels beyond interest. All right. So mm-hmm. and then, then you look at my dumbass, and I'm just giggling at World War II propaganda posters, like, <laughs> you know, like d- depicting the Japanese as like parodies of parodies. Like you can't <laughs> even tell what race they are. Like what black ta- what black faced demon with fangs is this thing that everyone's calling Tojo? <laughs> I don't understand. So so no, I think you know, um, I think uh, finally having a place to post this because I didn't get on Twitter until like 2019 mm-hmm. and I didn't get on. I dude, if it wasn't for social media, I'd be putting up flyers in like 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. uh, and only stopping to eat lunch. But it dawned on me. Let's say I saw a flyer and I thought that was the dopest hottest shit in the world and i take a picture of it now what there's no way to divide the origin of that back to the author back to the artist back to the creator so mm-hmm. you know i picked uh i picked 718 tv because 718 is the area code of the outer boroughs because mm-hmm. 212 is the manhattan area code mm-hmm. and uh tv just because like i wanted to put something at the end of 718 it just felt like <laughs> weirdly arrogant of like yeah bro i'm 718 and like <laughs> i haven't been to the bronx in a year like that's that's bad blood that's bad blood i don't need so um and and we could get to the story of stained haynes at some point because it is a delightful beautiful story that's been my handle on the internet since i was 12 years old so <laughs> it's buried in the foundation so um i figured you know um sometimes we have to be our own hype man for things. And you know what? Like, it's not until you have something to plug yourself that you look at other people shamelessly, ceaselessly self-promoting. It's not until you have to shill something that you're like, you know what? Like more power to him, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I get on Twitter and in a weird, like, I won't, I won't bullshit you. I'm sure some people, maybe more than some people who listen to this might feel the same way. But like, I kind of didn't really fit in anywhere in high school. I played football and I wrestled, but I also had long hair and played the viola and percussion. So to some groups of people, I was a long haired music fag that towered over them. (laughs) And then to other people, I was like a brain deaded meathead jock. And I was neither. But then I hung out with the other kids that didn't fit in anywhere else and if you'll allow me to be bitter we were uncool before uncool became the new cool um Mm -hmm. but it was the internet that was the first place someone went bro you're hilarious you know Uh it was the internet where a woman first told me you are so very handsome and it's like thank you woman with the kuwaiti (laughs) accent that lives in my area (laughs) but no so so the internet you know um in some ways it gave me validation but it gave me confidence because like you know uh, like uh, some of these some some people i've known online i've known since like before 9 11 
Mm-hmm. Like I remember, like long story short, um, Counter Strike was a mod of Half Life. Okay, mm-hmm. and then there were mods of Counter Strike, like Day of Defeat, which is World War Two Counter Strike. Yeah. So one day I'm playing, and some guy in team chat goes, "Cover me," and I'm thinking I could do that. And <laughs> you know, I I just I've seen enough '80s action movies to know where this is going. So then we you know we started like. Uh, like we we it, like we didn't have to give each other orders. We knew like you know uh, how to clear a room, throw in a grenade, throw. A, he he used to do things like throw a grenade at the floor, then pick it back up and throw it so it explodes <laughs> the second it hits the floor while throwing. Like this guy was always firing on all cylinders. So um, by the end of the match, the entire we were playing the Axis. The entire Axis team was running like a conga line down a hallway, all shooting through one another because friendly fire was off. Yeah. So it was just this like unstoppable centipede of gunfire, like worming its way around the map. And then he's like, bro, you're fucking hilarious. What's your aim? And I'm like, stained Haynes. And he's like, I bet. And then he invites me to a group chat. Uh, remember those on aim? And then <laughs> um, these people were like, bro, this guy's hilarious. And then... You could censor this if you'd like, but this is how things were back then. That's where I first heard, get on IRC, faggot. And, <laughs> and I've known those dudes ever since. So, um, you know, uh, I suppose my generation was the first generation to, like, not be raised by the Internet, but, like, it was pivotal, you know? It was part mm. of our coming of age. Yeah. So um, getting on Twitter is, like, a weird coming full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now it, it almost feels like everything up until then was like, a, I don't want to call it like an audition or practice, but like, you know, like I, I, there there have always been a handful of people that were like really into what I did. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, to be honest, man, most hype or praise, like I'm kind of suspicious of I'm not like the big and I don't know, like I um i i've been accused of not being able to take a compliment from a few people um i've also been accused of remembering everything by a bunch of people which is why the threads can be made like i've been <laughs> accused you could wake me up when i'm blackout drunk and i could probably tell you yeah yeah fella like three weeks ago i had eggplant parmesan why why are you asking me this <laughs> bro i'm thirsty like no no i just i don't I don't know, like, and don't get me wrong, like, it's not like I remember every little facet of everything, but, like, I've always wondered, like, how do other people not remember shit? Like, mm-hmm. so, so anyways, um, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm just happy people pick up what I put down on Twitter or mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I am really good at paying attention. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, I, you know, you could probably you have more of a right to say this than I do if I'm correct or not. But for the most part, I post exactly how I talk. Like yeah. I write how I talk. Like yeah, I'm not. I would agree. I don't have to shift gears. So so like, you know, Philip K. Dick used to talk about thinking through his fingertips, and it wasn't until I got on Twitter and started writing threads um, that like I I got it. You know and. <laughs> for anyone to take what i do seriously again like um like it's sort of like a blessing and you know um uh uh, the reading for cars and women magazine that we had last week like people came from out of city and out of state 
it wasn't until I had the mic in my hand that I realized, oh, fuck, this is real. Like, mm-hmm. this got so unnecessarily real. I mean, like, your face is hot and your hands are cold kind of real. Yeah. It was just and, – and, and all the clever dialogue trees I had memorized in my head out the window. All yeah. the banter, all the – it was kind of like holding on and letting physics take over. And 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 I could only gauge the look on the crowd's face and their tone. Uh, it, it's like when you kind of like you you're 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 listening to someone, and then mm-hmm. like they they turn into the Charlie Brown like, <laughs> and, and you know they're done talking because it's like mama 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 mama, which means <laughs> oh fuck they asked me something I better snap back in and you're like yeah crazy right so like that. <laughs> That little vestige of like, you know, like, okay, like from this white knuckle tight panicky spot on stage I'm in, it sounded like studio applause. Okay, I'm not fucking up. It was so weird and bare bones. But like, um, nah, man, like I, I, uh, um, I, I will say one thing, though, just so we don't beat this topic to death. I think it was meant to be just because if I had gotten on Twitter at an earlier point in time, I don't think I would have met who I met when I got on. Mm -hmm. Like I truly sincerely believe like I probably would have just been like, because like not to wax philosophical, but like dudes don't stop spurging out until they hit their mid or late twenties, you know, like, it's not until they hit their like barring extreme hardship, all right, or being forced to deal with like difficulty at an early age. Most men, the cement behind their eyes doesn't start to solidify until their mid to late 20s. And no one ever believes me when I tell them, oh, if I saw me from 10 years ago, I'd go at him with a folding chair. No <laughs> one ever believes me when I say that. It just, I was such an unruly like this fucking piss and vinegar filled piece of shit. And it wasn't until I was 27, 28, maybe that I realized I should stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the, there is, there's not even a diminishing rate of return. It's now just an old habit, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so no, um, I'm uh, dude. I know this sounds corny, but like, I'm just happy to be here. Like I, because I had, I never had any expectation going in. So, so many things that were not in the cards for me, like I welcome it. It's, it's like, you know, like who knew putting on a mask and talking mad shit would open so many doors for me. Literally. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, finally, I mean, finally putting myself in a position where I can just like vent the autistic little nitty gritty details of every game that I ever have played or looked up or had passing interest in. It's just like, I I feel, I feel a sense of just like, wow, people actually care about the gamers or something. It's like, I I feel, I feel in a way very much this, how you feel with your own deal. Mine, you know, mine's still being very young, I guess you could say, but uh, I am overjoyed that I could have you on. I think everybody should uh, 
get an experience get to experience the whole stained Haynes cinematic universe as it will just like <laughs> I, th- I think i think they real once people do i think they realize just how all-encompassing and how honestly just riveting of an experience it is just to interact or engage or just simply follow you oh well you know what that that means a lot to me and i would like to take a moment to not not come off like well it's all in the reflexes there sonny <laughs> no but but like you know like okay i'm i'm glad you bring this up because um i could be wrong and feel free to correct me if i am wrong but one thing i've learned cuz like posting how i talk in person is important to me because it's really easy to take for granted that behind every account even furries and even crazy culture war guys who shadow box on a hamster wheel and have nothing to show for their time online behind every account is a person. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to take that for granted, especially on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. and it's through no fault of their own. There are some people where like, that's all they have. Mm-hmm. And I don't judge you know, for some people, it's due to circumstance. And because of others, it's like escapism fantasy. Because like, oh, if your otherwise boring, basic bitch, bland existence has no meaning, on the internet, no one knows you're a dog. Mm-hmm. On the internet, no one knows you are, you know, Thundor, king shit of fuck mountain. You know, <laughs> on the internet, no one knows you're a guy with a voice actor's voice wearing a supervillain hoodie driving around the dilapidated remains of Detroit. Like, <laughs> and by the way, that's a real dude, Zodiac MF on Twitter. Like, he's, I, 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 he may or may not be a local supervillain in Detroit. I wish I was joking, um, but but no. So so um, it's easy. It, like like all right. The point I'm trying to make is this: um, one of the things that have that has served me incredibly well ever since I got on Twitter is just to talk to people like people. Mm-hmm. I don't care who DMs me if it's some dude with like five followers and he follows me and I don't follow him back or like, you know, like some blue tick with like half a million followers. I don't care who it is. Anyone who breaks through the membrane. Now I'm obligated to at least make nice for like five minutes at the very least make nice and be present and be attentive and don't be dismissive. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, like uh, maybe you've dealt with this online, but like some people ain't got no fucking manners on the Internet. And yeah, I get it. You know, I'll sometimes lean into the hey, I'm fucking walking here aspect of being born and raised here in New York. Sure. But like even fucking Queens trash holds doors open and says, excuse me, you know, (laughs) so so um, just talking to people like people like it doesn't matter if it's in the replies. It doesn't matter if it's even if it's in a if it's in a quote tweet and I'm trying my hardest to tell someone to go fuck themselves, but not use the words go fuck yourself. I still got to talk to them like a person. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm not saying it's a lost art, but like it's almost like how common sense is going to be a superpower by the end of the decade 
talking to people like people will require like 10 points in speech if life were like fallout <laughs> or like 100 <laughs> points in speech all right yeah uh, it's it's so so it's just it's 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 bizarre and silly to me but i mean it's like it's like a weird example of back to basics you know like mm-hmm. imagine some dude who could bench twice his weight but like he doesn't have proper form for push-ups i guess yeah you know yeah, i agree it, it, it... I think the internet is, it's very, it's a place of where people, it's strange, it's strange, it's just, it's a, it's a playground to sort of just forget, like, like you said, it's just a place to forget common decency sometimes, where it's just like, just even this, this, the briefest of interactions can just go miles beyond just, you know, the simple sending of a message or a reply or a follow, I think, you know, maybe, maybe it comes from like a position where back in the day, it was like, you know, you were fed to the wolves. If you entered a comment section anywhere where it's like, (laughs) like, I think it's like a unwritten code of chivalry on the internet or something. It's like, if, (laughs) if, if you, if you, if you were cognizant, or, or aware of it it like it will i guess it, it will pave the way for you down the road without you even knowing it i guess but oh um, yeah I, i'm uh, just very quickly it's not just anywhere on the internet simply entering a multiplayer lobby in like 2009 <laughs> on xbox live that would be considered war crimes by today's standards um in fact like i don't think people would believe you if you told them the things you overheard and saw in games of like call of duty you know um but but no like it it is true that once upon a time like you sort of had to fend for yourself and like it was sort of like learning to swim in the ocean you Mm -hmm. know uh, but back in the day of web rings and there weren't that many search engines. And I still remember ask Jeeves, hell, I'm going to be 70 years old and going like back in my day, the original multiplayer was arcade games. You had to stand <laughs> next to the man you played with. And, uh, and sometimes he wanted as many rematches as he had quarters as I'm like, yelling at phantom kids to stay off my lawn. Um, no, it's, it's so easy to just like lose sight of that, especially when you get online. Um, (laughs) but no, uh, just very quickly while, while we're on topic, um, and I don't want to skip ahead, uh, uh, but, but I just want to cover this just so, so I don't forget. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, video games were a cornerstone of my life. And in fact, I remember like, I, I, I didn't know how pivotal it was, but like, I remember like learning how to spell and read from video game instruction manuals my older brother had you know uh-huh. and as a and as a kid like i was just thrilled to watch my brother like master games and break them over like his knee you know like fucking vain <laughs> in fact i remember the first time i was like uh hey um can can I just help you level up your characters in Final Fantasy? I won't go into the cave. I'll just walk around the grass. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. And like, you know, and uh, so I remember bringing, um, I remember in second grade, we were learning about like silent letters and the teacher, Miss Navarro, she was like, does anyone know how to pronounce this? 
word and it was i-s-l-a-n and everyone was like island and i raised my hand and i'm like island and she was like how did you know that i'm like uh <laughs> my, my brother's book bring it in tomorrow and i bought it in tomorrow and it was the booklet for final fantasy legends on game boy and, <laughs> and she gave me this look like are you serious and i'm like yeah yeah that's how i learned to spell island well who told you my brother well why would he tell you that it's his game like what do you don't don't come at me like this lady um but and then from there, like, you know, video games were like a point of interest uh, in middle school. And so so once upon a time, there was an arcade called Playland. And this was during the final days of Neon and the letter X in Times Square. This is only one of two times my brother has ever taken me by the hand. And he would do this every time we got out the train station. And he would always say, don't look anyone in the eye. Don't talk back to anyone if they say anything, not even to you, just in your general direction. Don't even turn your head. Just don't. Let's get to Playland, okay? So uh, that was like the protocol every time we got out the 49th Street train station. So I remember this was, it was probably 1996, making me in sixth grade. Tekken 3 just came out on arcade, but there were still like, um, like I'm nowhere near as good at fighting games as my brother is, but, um, like I, I, I enjoy them tremendously. In fact, the further away from Capcom, the better I, of a chance I have at beating him like King of fighters. Oh, it's on, it's on like donkey Kong. In mm -hmm. fact, Clark, Ralph Hydern, best team of all time. I will one V one anyone on the <laughs> fucking planet over this. Okay. Come at me. Uh, uh, but um, so so like uh, Marvel superheroes, the Infinity Gauntlet fighting game. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked Captain America. So I'm learning how to uh, I'm learning how to play Marvel superheroes. And a guy puts in a quarter. I beat him and he won't take the L and he keeps going. He keeps going. He keeps. And then eventually, like, I'm starting to feel a little threatened because like he's like fuming, inhaling and exhaling through his nose. Every time I take a round, he's like muttering under his breath and he's cursing. <laughs> so for like tiny little Hanes, I'm like, what is that directed at me? I don't know. And now I'm looking around <laughs> to see like my brother. And and I remember on, on that particular day, I went with a few cousins and, you know, we have a few cousins between like my age and his age. So it was like having like other older brothers. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I managed to like capitalize on very amateur mistakes this guy is making and it's the only time in my life i ever got a double perfect on someone nice. i double perfect him he punches the screen and before i can even <laughs> process that like oh my god that is the damage of private the property before i could even begin to process that all the color from the man's face drains and there is a foul stench in the air and now like he's like weird strafe sidestepping towards the exit my cousin Marty Jr. is by the entrance where the Primal Rage cabinet was. And the man standing next to him, he was playing against, said, Hey, yo, my man's got stained hands. And it is still the funniest thing in the world to me. And that day I became a man. And uh, my brother and my cousins <laughs> took me to Sabaro Pizza. And they were like, you get whatever you want, buddy. And, <laughs> and, and that's, been my, that's been my call sign ever since. I, I love the lore here and that, that, that honestly that transitions honestly into the next point i wanted to bring up which was your gaming history i always like to ask where people start with games and that's honestly like the greatest story ever and 
it it, it unlocks uh, another facet of your <laughs> of your of your deep and uh, ever present lore on the internet. So, uh, well, well, I, mean, I, I I will say though that like the name, much like the mask, does heavy lifting for me because it brings up people's emotional and mental defaults, but it also serves as like a weird porticullis in a way like a weird moat around a castle because let's say i'm arguing with some dipshit online if they're like her dir, your name's dirty underwear and it's like we're no longer refuting points now you're just attacking what i what you presume i look like i've technically won already you know or like oh yeah well you know you wear a mask and it's like remember when we were arguing about something four replies ago and now you're not <laughs> arguing it like that's fun. um and, and also like you know um whenever someone googles stained hanes the first result on google image is like shitty underwear and that's like <laughs> so so and that's kind of a nice delightful surprise so uh but no, like it's it's um it it has strangely served me well over the years, um, and uh, uh and and to 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 build on on this segue, um, I could go on and on for hours about arcade games and how pivotal that was to my upbringing, and even like my brother's upbringing as well, because like him and I are very very different people, but like video games and going to Blockbuster on the weekends were like one of the things we really bonded over. And I remember like, you know, my, my, like, cause like, you know, like my parents divorced when I was young and like mom raised my brother and I on her own and she worked mm -hmm. all the time. So like my brother basically like had to raise me when mom wasn't around, you know? And mm -hmm. like, I was very fortunate to have an older brother who put me onto like really cool stuff. And mm -hmm. he was always willing to give me a shot at Blockbuster. Like, uh, uh, there's this animator named Bill Plimpton, all right? And he's done all these incredible cartoons. And, you know, I remember, like, just pointing at, like, let's rent that. And he's like, I don't know about that, you know? And we only got money for, like, two movie rentals, so we got to make a count. And I'm like, come on, I just, like, l l please, let's rent. It's a cartoon. It it's probably cool. And it turned out to be something him and I were huge fans of. And that's when I learned kind of like not so much with video games maybe but like with movies and with albums if the al if the cover art is good that's always a great indication you know mm -hmm. so you know um so so media at a young age was mostly through video games and tv and i had no idea about cable tv or the internet until like sixth grade mm -hmm. um but but that in and of itself like i remember like my brother explaining some references on the simpsons to me when we were growing up he was a huge fan of like the critic yeah. um like and 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 it's crazy because like the uh, the critic and and uh and he put me on to like anime back when they used to show it on the sci-fi channel you know mm -hmm. on the sci-fi channel on saturdays I remember like waking up and it would be like up next is Vampire Hunter D. And as a kid, I had no idea. I'm like, wow, it's Castlevania, the anime. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at the severed hand eating dirt and then bellowing out a cloud for the like no, it was, it was beautiful. Um so like uh video games were um it was something I could bond with my brother over, but it was also one of the first things that was kind of empowering because like, oh, I'm good at this. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever had this moment, but like, let me tell you a quick story. So um, 
when when Smash Brothers came out for GameCube, I remember uh, my cousin got it, and like I I can't like the only thing that caused more fights than Mario Party was the original Smash Brothers on <laughs> on N sixty four, and then you know the the then Smash became a series. And, you know, it, it, I thought it was a fighting game. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm I'm dead in the water with fighting games when, like, those monsters are playing. And then it wasn't until, um, like, uh, the, the, the second one came out for the GameCube. So then I remember, and mind you, like, they didn't even give me instructions. I had to find out on my own, okay, <laughs> down A, everyone with Link, until you figure out how to do, like, smash attacks, you know? But then, like... You know, I'm playing with ruthless barbarians who would put 15 lives, no time limit, no items, no health, oh, no weapons, Christ. no nothing, fight to the death. So then if I go to a friend's house, it's like, oh, you punks have no idea what's coming. It's 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 like it's like, a um, you know, like Bane and the Dark Knight. And it was like, oh, you merely you merely adapted to the fucked up like settings of this game. I was born in them. Molded. <laughs> By the time I picked up health, I was already a grown man. So, you know, so I grew up with people who put on the, the hardest difficulty by default. Like, uh, imagine, imagine, like, getting caught by your older brother playing Contra 3 on anything other than hard and him resetting the game and going, learn your fucking lesson. <laughs> it was a big deal. So, uh, so, yeah, I know I, I've I've been there, too. I one of my brothers, I specifically remember he I got to play Smash with him one time and granted, I could not tell you what characters he played as but i remember him just kicking the shit out of me and him laughing at me like it was like and of course like me being like a dumb like child i was like stop it stop it you're you're not supposed to do that like and it's like let me get back up why are you cornering me like exactly it's like people don't realize the sort of especially in you know when you look back on it it's just like the brilliant ways that older brothers can just like mold your i'll speak for games specifically it's like older brothers can just like mold the gamer you become and like he 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 did that in smash to me and he also uh he did that to me with halo i remember because we would do i remember we would do we would do split screen matches together uh before i got a 360 and he would ruthlessly beat the sh- kill me every single time because you know like you said he was he was born in the shadows he was there from day 1 with halo in college playing with his roommates <laughs> and just land parties being there at halo 2 with uh you know the xbox live coming on and you know he he was practically in my mind like a pro player and i was just like a dumb kid who hadn't only played maybe two FPSs at that time. And I was just like, I'm, I'm in danger right now. It's like, like he, and he would even take this to me. He, he would take this online when we would play halo three online. I'm just like, am I going to get a kill? Like, are you going to let me kill you for one time? And like, just remembering the sort of joy of getting like my first kill on him. It's like, finally I, I accomplished something that no, like, 
PlayStation trophy or Xbox achievement could ever give me is like beating my killing my brother one time. Oh yeah, on like, on like Valhalla or something. It's like, like, the, and, the, and I remember, I remember the first milestone was like, okay, my brother didn't perfect me, you know, <laughs> and, and and then winning a round. That, that's it. He could he could perfect me two rounds in a row, but I won a round, yeah. and I can't begin to tell you how much that meant more to me than like, Oh, you got the secret ending. It's like, no, like I beat the hardest man I know. Yeah, like, it... and, and that ends up like, you know, like you, 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 you go up against other people and like their king shit of their mountain. And then it's like, no, like I was raised by barbarians. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is a complete different league. Um, but, but I would like to say that there was some divergence in the sense of like um, he was he's he's excellent at fighting games and like to this day he has zero qualms spending an entire day off uh, just uh, staying on Street Fighter Third Strike Online until like on, when it stops being fun he'll log off and it could be anywhere from an hour to like dude like you've you've been sitting here for seven fucking hours and then like. And you know, you know when you when you put in like a, a long gaming session, mm-hmm. when you stand up, you have to yawn, stretch, piss, like cough and stretch all at the same time, like like a bear emerging out of his cave. So um, one 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 genre of games I found a lot of joy in were, were first person shooters because one. It was something I knew I could beat my brother at, but two, um, that around like fifth or sixth grade was when like Half Life and and like Counter Strike, uh, mm-hmm. like became a thing. Yeah. So that was sort of my 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 foray into like, hey, making friends online, and then you know like uh this kind of carried over to like Team Fortress Two, and it's like we're getting the gang back together <laughs> and. And honestly, man, like I, I could, I could sing the praises of Team Fortress Two for like years because I think I clocked more time in that game on Steam than anything else other than Terraria. Um, <laughs> and 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 dude, and dude, real quickly, Terraria was the game I never knew I wanted because I used to daydream about like, wouldn't it be cool if you had a game with sixteen bit graphics, but it took up like ten gigs on your hard drive? And you know what? <laughs> That's exactly what Terraria is. Um, so, so you know, like it's like having an older brother is also neat because, like, you know, like if, if you have an older brother that puts you onto things, like I remember, like my cousins putting me onto stuff like Fear Factory and Sepultura, and it felt like I was a part of like a secret club because you'd never hear it on the radio, you'd never see their music videos on MTV, you know. And and like for my 13th birthday, they took me to Ozfest 98, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for video games and metal because they were the first two things I looked into on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so 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 no. Uh, uh, to, 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 and just one quick thing. So and I'll wrap up this tangent. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it is. It is strange how like a lot of the things my friends and I enjoyed that we were made fun of growing up suddenly became in vogue. I know that makes me a grouchy old man, but I have a distinct memory of this like girl I really liked in in, in sophomore year of high school. And like 
yeah, I remember, like I was in the in the cafeteria and I'm like, yeah, Mike, you know, I can't wait to like, you know, uh, uh, mom said it's cool if I could spend the weekend at your place and we could like play Goldeneye and na, 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 na. And she was like, oh, pfft, I guess you'll have more fun with your girlfriend than you would with me. And I, I died of shame and agony 10 times over, you know, <laughs> and, and now now it's like, hey, boys, like, I, look at me play the video game. And now you're watching <laughs> some like what some some let's play and like you're groaning inside like, oh, you didn't even go to the fucking settings. Please <laughs> fucking end me now. Um, but 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 no. Um, you know, I I I I would like to say one last thing. I think AAA gaming might go the way of the dinosaur because, like, there has been like a really weird. I think every form of media has is, has slowly been co-opted and propped up and i don't even want to get into the the progressives are ruining everything but it's like it just why do you think people are still playing 20 year old games on their pc mm -hmm. you know like there are people still setting up private servers for the warhammer 40k uh stra real-time strategy game that came out over 10 years ago like why do you think um people have been setting up private servers by the thousands for like classic tf2 Mm -hmm. Why do you think people are fucking returning to EverQuest? You know, <laughs> like it's it's. In fact, you could even see the same thing in comics. Like there, I've been wondering when this would happen, but there's like a return to pulp comics. You know, mm -hmm. so so um, you know, I'll I'll save all all my bitter Archie Bunker Al Bundy commentary until I just wanted to get that out of my system. Thank no, you. I, no, please, I I I always love hearing people's stories because everyone always has a very different place where they came from, whether it be a brother or them finding it out or places they went like, you know, the arcades or being home console or getting on their computer first. Like there's always an interesting little nugget of history that people, they always have. Like I, I, my history obviously allowed me to be uh the autistic gamer podcaster as I am right now, but <laughs> like, you know, if one more thing before we can transition to the first part of the episode is uh, having an older brother also means is what, yeah, exactly what you said. When you find the game, even if it's not even strictly competitive, like, uh, like an FPS, once you find the game that you can beat your brother at is the most cathartic thing ever. And for me, <laughs> for me, one of my older, my oldest brother brought home guitar hero. Um, oh, and he, as, that was the game that I, I remember other than like need for speed or burnout or twisted metal, like Guitar Hero was the one where I really got autistic into to the point where I got able I was able to get to pretty much I could get through the game on hard mode and can play a good chunk of the songs on an expert to which I, I, I checked recently. I checked if I still had those motor skills and uh, a few months ago and I still I still can play some songs on Guitar Hero 3 on expert. But, but, but once I passed my brother in like oh, I can get to the orange note on Guitar Hero. Can you get there? It's like, <laughs> I felt like the the absolute biggest sense of relief in my mind. It's like, he might, uh, like my one brother can beat me, beat my ass at Halo, but he will never get to expert uh, level monk, monkey wrench on Guitar Hero 2. It's like, <laughs> like, um, but 
to transition, I think, to the first part of this Halloween special is is horror in video games, which horror in of itself on in gaming is a very unique beast because in many ways games games at their start really couldn't tackle horror because I think due to limitations in consoles and PCs, horror really couldn't be tackled until we got to 3D per se with um you had the the original alone in the dark or you had like obviously resident evil pioneering it or right like on pc you had phantasmagoria introducing fmv games and then obviously like silent hill bringing forth psychological horror mm. horror, horror in gaming is such a broad net term because every seemingly every studio whether if they are japanese european or american they always tackle horror in a different way i mean obviously the main point of tonight is resident evil but you could look at any sort of horror game from across the world or series and each sort of like region of the world tackles horror in a different way. Like in Japan, you have Resident Evil and you have Silent Hill, you have Fatal Frame, Haunting Ground, Rule of Road. Like you have all those sort of games. But in America, it's like Dead Space and uh, you have all these like indie games. Like I think I believe Amnesia is an American indie game horror. There's also a really interesting like indie horror game uh good mutual of mine telepathy party sent me it's like a ps1 inspired horror game like the the western sense of horror is completely different than you have like europeans trying to tackle horror like gaming allows i think for horror to be explored in a very unique way because simply put horror or games are a interactive medium they uh, they force you to interact with something and with with a game like or i don't know like dead space you're forced to control isaac you know the game you don't yeah. get this, what the inside this like disc is until you move the controller and are forced to see these gruesome like monsters serrating <laughs> and you know delimbing humans on this isolated spaceship you know or you don't get you know uh, you don't get to experience silent hill as until you know unless you move harry with his tank controls you know <laughs> horror gaming and horror are like i honestly think it's kind of like you know it's the reese's moment of peanut butter and chocolate it's i think oh. horror horror <laughs> is such like a gaming video games are were meant to have horror survival horror horror psychological whatever you want to call it i think games and horror i keep saying horror i'm gonna like shoot myself i keep saying it over and over <laughs> but like i think that the media of gaming allows for people to get scared or tense or uh, afraid or agitated yes. in unique ways that Oh, Yo. oh, dude, dude. For, first off, um, I think uncomfortable, jarring things in video games, even if they're not an explicitly horror game. Like, all right. Uh, for example, the first time you play Metal Gear Solid and then you fight Psycho Mantis. Oh, yeah, th exactly. First of all, like, as cool as it is, 
like uh, 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 it's jarring and unsettling because like I have a distinct memory of like, so you like Castlevania. And it was like, why does he know that? And then <laughs> and then when you fight him, like you have to get your ass kicked. And then like, uh, uh, you know, Colonel uh, tells uh, you, yeah, snake, you have to plug it into the second port. And and like so that like you know it's it's like horror doesn't always have to be crazy video drone uh, John Carpenter's the thing you know mm-hmm. like uh, it doesn't you know it doesn't always have to be so explicitly on the nose or like take I know it's called Final Fantasy six in Japan but God damn it it said Final Fantasy three <laughs> on the cartridge okay so um, I don't know if you're familiar with Final Fantasy three. But mm-hmm. like, um, like, okay. So first of all, there's no main character. All right. Yeah. And if all there the party. are, like, if you really have to pick one, it's sort of this beautiful presentation of like Terra, who's half Esper and half human, and Celis, who's like a genetically modified human infused with magic with now dead Espers, and mm-hmm. like, it's it's sort of a weird like you know when like david the gnome the last episode was david turning into a tree and dying and everyone cried and that Mm -hmm. is an unusually deep and dark thing to show a child like imagine being in fourth grade and you're like oh those six monsters held in like isolation tubes like when luke skywalker was fucked up after the battle of hoth they're all plugged into these breathing apparatus and now they're all shriveled up and dead. And now the end result of their essence was transfused into that woman. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even have to be shown something like a corpse to realize, oh, there is loss of life and consequence of this character. And you didn't even begin playing, you yeah. know? So, you know, I think I think it's possible to have such aspects and elements, like even if something is not explicitly horror, and yeah. but when it is, you know, you do bring up a good point. How like, you know, um, the same way, take like, uh, take like the Metal Gear Solid franchise. They often do excellent recalls to like films or uh, other pre-existing games. So like something like Resident Evil. Like imagine how many people played Resident Evil and then were like, oh, George Romero made movies like this. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, for example, like we could we could get into this later, but because like it, I think it I don't want to say it started with Resident Evil Four, but like, uh, well, kind of sort of with the mutations and like two, but like some of the enemies you fight legit look like something you would expect out of a John Carpenter movie, you yeah, know? I and agree. Just very unsettling, horrifying things trying to kill you, and like even. Even after like the fourth playthrough of Resident Evil Four, I'm still not comfortable at looking at like you know like when um uh like when when the parasites burst out the head of the villagers and shit, and then yeah. like you think you're hot shit, and before you get used to it, then like by the time you get to like uh like Act Five, they're spitting at you too, and it's like <laughs> it's it's never the game doesn't let you rest on your laurels, you yeah. know. But it, but no but no like like you know you you bring up an excellent point about video games being interactive media. So yes, it, it's 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 not until you start controlling the character, but it's also a full package deal. Like the ambiance in Silent Hill, 
and Silent Hill 2, like the sudden like like there's like production music in in Resident Evil 2, but then when you get to a safe house, it's like a sudden like na 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 like a moment of respite for the protagonist, you know? Yeah. It's 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 crafted. It's crafted. <laughs> I I, I want to say I love that you know the the Resident Evil two save theme from memory. <laughs> I I adore that. Um, but it's you you I love that you brought up that even non horror games in they splice in like a moment that just like kind of scares the crap out of you. I remember in Uncharted one and Uncharted one was one of my first PS three games, and I got to the it's like in the back third of the game where you get introduced in you're in the abandoned Nazi uh, U-boat section of this island. And suddenly the game throws at you just mutated Nazi zombies. Bas- basically, and my 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 13 year old ass was literally so scared. I turned the game off. I was like, the, I've been fighting pirates and mercenaries the entire game and suddenly you throw these zombies at me that rush me in this dark like rusted hellhole i'm just like that's not fair this is not what i sign up for but like and this this was a this is a trend that even the the other games in the series did like two had the like ogre hulk monsters in like mm. or three has like the demon gins that warp in and out of like t- like reality or whatever but i i love I love when games and I, and I speak broadly, not just like a specific, you know, this game is a horror game. I think, I think in general, people like being scared. It's just that they can't acknowledge it. I'm one of those people. Like, I don't like, I I don't enjoy like the premise of like, Oh, I'm going to be scared. This is the product I'm going to engage with, you know, la di da di da. But then like, (laughs) I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever you know for me like you know just because it's the sort of theories at focus right now it's like resident evil is like uh, my first entry was like resident evil 5 and then you know the game well to call it horror is to like you know call i think you said you said before we started recording it's calling kfc chicken or whatever yes like yes. Uh, but still you're, you're not wrong but like you're not a hundred percent correct like yeah but there is one point there was one moment playing resident evil 5 because i remember seeing all these videos and game trailers of resident evil 4 and the original games and then there's one specific segment when i was like 13 playing the game and then suddenly they introduced the bug monsters that spew out like toxic gas that like blurs the screen and they're basically one hit ko enemies and they have like horrifying sounds when they get hit i was like okay i am not touching this game for like two more weeks give me some time to process what i saw oh you you know what you know what just 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 to build on horror and games that are not explicitly horror um first of all super metroid like the whole intro is like I still get chills with the you know and you're given like a quick flashback of like mm-hmm. hey this mercenary went through such horrible shit she decided to go to the home planet of the Metroids and wipe out every single last <laughs> fucking which which is so beautiful because as a as a fucking mercenary bounty hunter she has no horse in this in this race 
And mm-hmm. I love how it's never really explained, but like, like a Vietnam vet who goes back as a PMC or some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and second of all, I do think it's funny how video games needed so long to catch up to the little old Metroid where like the protagonist is a woman. And so is the final boss, like take that progressive ideals. <laughs> um, so, but, but uh, Haynes, but Haynes, the Justin Bailey code in the original one set back women 40 years. <laughs> the the Justin Bailey code uh, put an iron clamp on every barefoot woman's ankle and kept them in a dirt floor kitchen. Uh, exactly. But, um, but but little things like, for example, uh, real quickly, when the alert goes off in any Metal Gear Solid game, I that scared no, the shit that, out of me. <laughs> that is some of the most jarring shit. Like on and and then the boss fight version of that in metal in the Metal Gear Solid games with yeah. like the additional haunting choir vocals like Gregorian monks in the background mm-hmm. and the the slightly jarring string section in the background between every dun 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 like it's no it's it's like it's almost as if it's designed to get your heart rate up and get mm-hmm. you like frantic and anxious. Yeah, um, but but it comes in different ways though. Like, remember in Metal Gear Solid Two when the Colonel gets corrupted? Like that was just so unsettling. And the skull, the skull transparency that appears over his Coda call, or and then and then Rose gets that same. Well, Rose doesn't get the skull, but she gets the warped audio. It's like, what is going? Like, I, I, I. You know, people always say like Metal Gear Solid Two. It's like the game is like corrupted. It's like I thought the game was actually corrupted. I was like, yeah. and I'm playing the HD collection. It's like, wait, what the fuck did my download oh. fuck up? Oh, real, real quickly, no bullshit. Uh, I, I hope, I hope my boy Mike. I'm sorry to blow your spot, but one time Mike was playing Metal Gear Solid Two on the first run through, and uh, uh, the 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 corrupted Colonel was like, right. You've been playing the game for too long. You should turn off the system. And Mike thought, like, oh, I'll just turn it off and turn it back on. It's <laughs> like part of the game, right? And like, I, uh, Mike, d- if you're gonna throw something at me, don't let it be anything bigger than your head. All right, you fucking animal. But no, or or like, you know, um, like uh, uh, another good example. Like sometimes the game can terrify you just by being meta. You know, mm-hmm. like. Like, um, uh, like I'll give you an example, like where like you're kind of pretend dead in Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, uh, it's right. So it again, it doesn't has it doesn't have to be, you know, fucking Michael Myers bursting through the wall and you need forty rockets to take him down. Like mm-hmm. no, you know, or or like you know, uh, it it could just be like, um as as cliche as it may sound like that's subverting expectations mm-hmm. you know like yeah. and 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 even if you brace for it so like so to build on what you were saying earlier like um according to legend the guitarist of black sabbath was like hey people pay money to see scary movies so like wouldn't they pay money to hear scary music mm-hmm. like and yes yes they will <laughs> So, um, I think because it's, it's some, because like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. It would be weird to be like, Hey, what's up? My name's fella. And I like to be scared shitless for movies while sitting in the dark. (laughs) Hey, what's up? I'm stained Haynes. And I like screaming at nothing in particular during jump scares. When I play resident evil revelations too, what's up? (laughs) Like, Oh, and while we're at it, 
take a game like Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2. The mm-hmm. fucked up horror element is already built in, but it's painted into every fucking pixel of the game. And where like, you know, you know, like uh, you run out of health and someone has to like, like uh, revive you or pick you up. You're yeah. playing like at an angle and you could only use your pistols and you could hear the sounds of ripping flesh. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a full package deal, you know? Yeah. And uh, to go off that too, just because Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead is also genius in the fact that it has the director AI where it's like, oh, you're doing great. How about I throw you a, like five hordes right in a row and you have to deal with this? And then suddenly, yes. like, yes. the game... or, or it's like, or it's like, whoa there, buddy, you haven't missed for five minutes. Hulk time. Yeah. And then you start crying. Yeah, it's games are so magical in the sense that they. Uh, you know the term like everyone says like subvert your expectations but it's like every every franchise of horror games uh take a shot how many times i say horror games tonight um oh you but... will have liver poison <laughs> right but okay uh, hold on hold on hold on hold on horror 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 there we go some heavy lifting around here um but each you could look at every every sort of series or franchise and they do something that is always so fascinating you know resident evil more or less is like the roller coaster ride where it starts off slow makes you makes you weak makes you powerless and then suddenly you are rambo by the end dual dual wielding rocket launchers and like over (laughs) or you could look at like siren like the siren series where it's you know it the whole basis of it is it's you know game set in japan and it has a very distinct japanese flair to it where it's all about the supernatural or even like fatal frame where it's you're using a camera to find the the ghosts in the locations to defeat them right. or or uh uh eternal darkness which the whole game is based around the sanity mecha- the sanity meter where it will just suddenly say well i'm just gonna fuck with you tonight and suddenly it fakes you out a la uh metal gear solid and switch quote unquote switches your video input or makes your head your character's head fall off like mm. there's, <laughs> there's there's really honestly so many great ways that you can just like uh, as a developer i i can't imagine like the ways they think like okay how are we going to get the player now like even a game as simple as amnesia where it's just like you have no weapons survive like that that works in a way i you know there's always they people always say like horror games can like allow for like quote unquote bad mechanics or whatever but it's like that those quote bad mechanics add to the experience i would not i i can play like the original resident evil one through three and still enjoy the experience like tank controls don't bother me they add to the experience sort of thing like right i feel like a rickety crickety tank turning at like turning (laughs) at one mile per hour as leon but that adds to the sort of experience that I'm getting with this game alone or this franchise alone. And I, I can't help, but like wonder what goes through the heads of these developers. Like I think of the dead space creator and he's like, we're going to take resident evil four and amp it up even higher. And he's like literally talking about ways. It's like, how can I just scare the shit out of every player 
that buys this game. And well, hey, mm. Dead Space well, is getting a remake, so people well, well, obviously well, you know reminisce. What? You, you bring up you bring up a great point, in where like, all right, first of all, I think one thing like I don't know if people can articulate it, but I think like they might understand if you explain to them how it is the it is the restraints that the creators faced that allowed them to adapt and improvise and overcome. Like, trust me, uh, uh, let's put a pin on this for just a second. Uh, I don't mean to blow your spot, but you've been posting pics of Streets of Rage music. Let me tell you about Streets of Rage. First of all, side-scrolling, there, there is a there is an absence of side-scrolling beat-em-ups out there, and it has profoundly affected oh. society at large. Oh, all right. Um... If I, if you don't mind, I, I'm because I actually haven't played the fourth Streets of Rage. I don't know mm. if you if you've played it. I, 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 just as a little teaser, the next episode in this in this show is Streets of Rage. So, um, ooh, uh, um, delightful. Um, I was just curious if you had played because you know you mentioned the absence of side scrolling beat em ups. I don't know if you've played the fourth game. I've always been curious about the fourth game. Uh, I'm pretty sure my brother has, but like, uh, I know there's like a Kunio Kun remake that, uh, that, like, in English, it's River City Ransom, which was like one of the earliest side scrolling yep. beat em ups. I know there was a Kunio Kun remake a couple of years ago, but like, I've, I've sort of fallen, like, I, I, I mean, I, life gets in the way of a lot of shit. So, like, as my dude, like, there, a new final fight could be released tomorrow. And I'm fairly certain the first thing I think of, it's like, maybe I should just call out sick on a Friday two weeks from now so I can devote a weekend to this and not, you know, like, um, but but just real quickly, like uh, um, the the man who was in charge, I forget his name, the man who is responsible for the Streets of Rage music. Um, uh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm blanking on his name, but he's like literally one of the most... He, those three games are honestly some of the most magical pieces of music I've ever oh, heard. Right. And now now consider that the Genesis had a particularly angry tone to some of its like music. Yeah, the grinding gear and, sound. Oh, it was dude, Genesis music and sound effects sounded like robots in pain. All right. Yeah. Like <laughs> and, and even though even though those were such heavy constraints, like you could unironically bop to level one of Streets of Rage one and keep it on loop while you're on a fucking treadmill. You yeah. know, I listen. Um, I listen to Go Straight several times during the week when I go to the gym. Like, oh it, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> or 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 like or or the level one song of Streets of Rage three. Like mm -hmm. that's perfect. I'm about to have a heart attack. Music. Uh, um, I, dub slash. I love dub slash so much. Oh, uh, dude. So, 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 right. So, so, like, you see, these constraints are what allowed, like, so, so, to, so to bring it back to what you said, like, the tank controls in RE1, 2, and 3 is part of the deal. You know what else is? The fixed camera angles, because yes. that truly makes it feel like a scene in a movie. Yes. So, like, if, 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 like, like, if you were to give full, unfettered, access and unlimited capital to people making something like i truly believe the lack of constraints will make people produce dog shit you mm -hmm. know like uh i think i think if i could be wrong and if i'm misremembering i'm sorry but like i think the very first metal gear game 
like part of the part of the constraints on the Famicom, the NES, was that like um like uh no 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 this, this is a better example. Like take take Gauntlet. You ever you remember Gauntlet for Nintendo? The name rings a bell. I probably right. need to look it up. To okay, well, it. well, 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 you know the game where it's like uh, you either pick a wizard, a Valkyrie, a fighter, or an elf, and you have to find the exit of every floor to a dungeon. All mm-hmm. right, and I'm sure you've heard, you know, red wizard shot the food and like mm-hmm. shit like that. So, um, like to to save space on an eight bit cartridge. All the enemies on every map are like background sprites, which is why they have this weird janky walk towards the player. But it also allowed the cartridge to save space to fit like 70 something fucking levels, you know? So um, so uh, uh, I think there were like constraints that like it, it made the game geared more towards stealth. And Hideo Kojima leaned into that and mm-hmm. inspired by like i think he said that like he wanted to have more of a james bond than a rambo like yeah type gamer character so mm-hmm. like again if it wasn't for those constraints we would not have the building blocks and foundations of these things that like i think it's kind of sad how the 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 absence of those constraints like it it almost makes it seem like the absence of those constraints like you're they 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 don't they don't the absence of those constraints now has the absence of the challenge to work around it yeah so 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 now it's like all right like, like it's it's like i'll give you an example like if you look at modern car design like as dorky as a 92 toyota camry might look it is nowhere near as ugly as modern cars okay mm-hmm. and like you look at modern cars and like, wow, unfettered capital and you could do whatever you want in the design room. And it's like, and they're making dog shit, even though when you had to make custom concept art for cars, you had to craft it out of like clay or some shit, which meant those constraints dictated the options you had, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm not saying programmers should be forced to work with one hand tied behind their back but like hell dude even like even tim and eric resorted to the oldest av squad equipment they could find for like season five to get that sort of like sloppiness you can't fake vhs grainy quality to it all yeah like even though they had like the biggest budget of anyone on adult swim you know Mm -hmm. So, so no, I, I, I think there's something to be said about the constraints. Like, like you said, it's, it's a package deal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and especially with something like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, it's, you look at, or you look at, I mean, the show come, might like I based the show off the PS1, PS2 era, and you, you see the sort of creative, it's like the, the, uh i'm trying to think of the word here but i've uh i'm a little far gone on drinks but uh it's like um you see all these like wild and different concepts for games that were just coming out every year every few months and it's like they they were working like i remember specifically there's a great video of the co-founder of naughty dog was talking about how making crash bandicoot work. And it's like, he said like, yeah, we had to hack the PlayStation itself to give it, to give (laughs) us more memory and more Ram 
to <laughs> you know make it make it work and it's like you you think about like even with like like uh res you know i'll just say like resident evil they went with pre-rendered backgrounds to and then <clears throat> you had to find workarounds of pre-rendered backgrounds have having to the system load these new camera angles which meant a new render every time a character hit a certain point in the level and you you look at like i'm trying to think like i'll just use it because it's like relevant at the moment right now it's like sure uh silent the silent hill 2 remake while i am cautiously optimistic about it there is something lost in the translation from 128 bit system like the ps2 to 4k tariff terra shits and gigaflop gigafucks on the <laughs> ps5 like you know i you know i'm i remain positive that something it could be a great companion piece but like the limitations of the ps2 itself and the you know the positive things that it could do like rendering uh different sort of alpha effects or particle effects which you know led to the fog and silent hill 2 being so beautiful to look at right it, it those sort of limitations in the consoles not having the ability to render sweat pores on a character's face you know i think it oh. it it allowed characters to be more it allowed these games to have in a weird backwards way it allowed them to have more creative freedom oh and and you know what i'm glad you bring up 4k because whenever i go to costco like as soon as you enter costco like the one nearest me immediately to your right are all these like gigantic tv displays and it is it's uncomfortably real like mm-hmm. the quality on 4K, like, all right, I don't, I don't recommend such a thing. I'm not a <laughs> proponent of doing this, but like, the only time in my life I have ever seen effects, like, okay, like, once upon a time, uh, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and like, we dropped acid and we watched movies, and like, it was kind of weird how the effects of the drug even though there were things on it, it almost like brightened and magnified shit on a screen to the point where it was like, I don't feel comfortable watching this. And I get that feeling every time I look at 4k, every single time I look at 4k, it's like, it's, it's eye melting. Yes. Yes. And, and honestly, like if you watch older films on 4k, it does lose some of its charm. Like, Oh, uh, one thing before I forget, uh, like if if you were to watch like Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton films on 4K, it it almost looks like a modern day like film student project, and not this beautiful gem of cinema of yore, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And uh, even like it it doesn't. Uh, I forget what game it was, but like I remember in like one of the Madden games, they were like showcasing how real it was, and like you could zoom in and see every blade of grass, and you could zoom in and see every hole in the player's jersey and every person in the crowd. And like I would have at that point just give me Tecmo Super Bowl again. Like I'll take that <laughs> any day of the week. 
But you're gonna, but you're no, gonna play like, Bo Jackson all day. <laughs> <laughs> so so like you know the, the the like I'll give you an example like like the Resident Evil Three remake was fun. All right, like it wasn't yeah. perfect. I liked it, but like it 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 lost some of the charm being so clean. Uh, like yeah. okay, th- th- this might not be the best example, but like hear me out, fella. If yeah. you were, if you were to, okay, uh, are, are you familiar with Punch Out on Nintendo? Mm-hmm. All right, so you know the uh, the music they play between circuits of da 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 da. Yep, 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 yep. Da, da, da. Okay, if that if if I hear that on anything other than eight bit music, it sort of loses its charm. Like, yeah. Even even if it's played by like a three piece metal band and they are like a well oiled machine and on point, it doesn't like I don't know man like it doesn't it's not like 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 if I play the the training montage music like no like oh time to go full sprint for like an, a minute and a half you know <laughs> like, like, so and I think the same like you gave a perfect example with Silent Hill too like. It, 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 it outside of where it comes from it it starts to lose like it's almost like the opposite of like a copy of a copy of a copy of a jpeg it's yeah. now now you're like rendering 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 and now it looks like the fucking statue of david by michelangelo you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, so so no um uh, uh although uh, hearing you be cautiously optimistic about the the silent hill 2 remake i believe you mentioned yeah uh, like i'll give it a shot because like i i, I re, replaying silent hill 2 but with improved graphics is a safer bet than a game i've never heard of I hate yeah. to say that, but that's video games now. It's it's that's very true, and my cautious optimism comes from the fact that it's reportedly like Konami has like a, they've supposedly have a very very short leash on this team doing the remake about changes. They're just like, you are you can't change the story really. You can't change much if anything about the game. You're like only allowed to change the gameplay. And you're only maybe allowed to like slightly change cutscenes or something. Like, I think that's where I think most of my cautious optimism comes from. But I think, I think, you know, when you look at modern games, I think it kind of stands out how a lot of the ones that are interesting are ones that are either either part of a franchise or they are remaking or reimagining products of, from your like again to comment on something that's in that's sort of relevant right now because it was shown a few days ago was Resident Evil 4's remake because Capcom's oh. on, Capcom's on the remake train uh cuz it's making money I have a lot of optimism for that because it seems as though they are respecting the original, but also taking it in a direction that feels natural and feels real. But then you, then like that one corner of your brain is like, well, they're re- they're just using an existing property. Like, you know, that, that sort of thing. It's like you look, 
it's more exciting to see Resident Evil 4 remake gameplay footage than seeing like Horizon Zero Fucks or whatever. Like, <laughs> like the the state of gaming, let alone horror as a whole, it's like when an established property game series, whatever, is either getting rebrought. Like, like I saw recently, Square Enix has trademarked essentially a phrase, a, a word. That basically means, yeah, we're going to be rebirthing the Parasite Eve franchise. Like, uh, when that, when that, when that gets more excitement than like your, your oh average. My, oh my god! I'm so sorry, but as soon as I heard you say that, some corner of my brain just went Chrysler Building. <laughs> like, oh god! Like, I had several flashbacks at once just hearing Parasite Eve remake. But, 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 you know, fella, not, not to be a wet blanket, but I can't help but feel like, remember in like the 2000s when it was like, hey, kids, remember, uh, uh, remember Rage Against the Machine? They're back on tour again, trotting out all the hits. <laughs> hey, kids, remember Motley Crue? Well, now the band looks like a whose grandpa could do the most amount of meth and not pass out. They're trotting out the hits. And like, mm. I, I'm happy. I'm happy, but yeah, like... yeah exactly. I, I'm happy too that like we're in a day and an age where Resident Evil is like thriving again. Like they have the mainline series that's keep going, but then like they're ha- like honestly, Resident Evil at this point is Capcom's big money maker, which is like wild to think about. Like oh well, an- well, dude. One reason for that is because like fighting games are kind of don't like. There is a fighting game community, but it's not what it used to be. Like, uh, like, dude, once upon a time, Capcom ruled the world like the British Empire. All right. Mm. And they had all these different staples to their empire. So, like, imagine, imagine, like, the Navy division of Street Fighter and fighting games. And, like, and you know what's really sad, dude? Capcom released so many fighting like okay like take take Red Earth all right mm-hmm. one of the it's such a beautiful gem of a fucking game and it's like nah, nah let, let's make Street Fighter four which is otherwise known as not as good as three like it's take- Street Street Fighter four which is otherwise known as Street Fighter two but with Xbox three sixty graphics yeah it's dude like so like can you imagine that like well I, I think. It speaks to the testament of Street Fighter 3, where, like, again, fighting games are not my forte, but, like, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike might be the greatest fighting game ever made. Because there are people still finding out, like, oh, did you know that the priority on this move when you use it with Necro overrides even the Raging Demon? Wow. Like, you know? (laughs) The the autistic ability of gamers to find something new for a game that's, like, almost 30 years old is, like, something that never ceases to amaze me. Uh, Like, Street Fighter (laughs) 2, I remember seeing a clip from a few years ago that, like, one of the characters did, like, a a spinning kick and the animation itself was like, I don't know, maybe some invincibility frames were at play, but like the character doing that spinning kick caused a fireball to miss. And I'm just like, uh, only, only the combined autistic ability of gamers and and sheer (laughs) luck can like figure out amazing things. But um, I think, I think because we're on the subject of Capcom, I think that honestly, 
segues into tonight's game of discussion, which is Resident Evil 4. 1998. I'll never forget it. It was the year when those grisly murders occurred in the Arklay Mountains. Soon after, the news was out to the whole world, revealing that it was the fault of a secret viral experiment conducted by the international pharmaceutical enterprise, Umbrella. The virus broke out in a nearby mountain community, Raccoon City, and hit the peaceful little town with a devastating blow crippling its very foundation. Not taking any chances, the President of the United States ordered a contingency plan to sterilize Raccoon City. With the whole affair gone public, the United States government issued an indefinite suspension of business decree to Umbrella. Soon its stock prices crashed, and for all intents and purposes, Umbrella was finished. Six years have passed since that horrendous incident. afraid when i go to the bathroom in my bedroom because my door has one of those it's one of those lock systems where it's like you press a little thing there's no like lock switch or something it's like the push in and then it locks it sort of thing so i'm I'm always afraid that like (laughs) especially when i'm like drinking it's like I hope I don't lock myself out of in the bathroom or I lock myself out of the bathroom situation. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Again, I said like months ago, the looming aura of piss clouds uh, hangs over the show. Um, (laughs) No, but, but the beautiful thing is it's like, all right. Like, like one thing I enjoy, like, okay. So like, there's no one way to do anything. So like, I, I, I think like, you know, like, I think it, it adds a layer of humanity and reality when it's like, hey, uh, like, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go have a smoke and I'll be back in like five minutes, you know, or mm-hmm. like, hey, can I go take a piss? And with the magic of editing and recording, like, even if that's taken out, like, you're still reminded, oh, right. These are two human beings that have wants and needs like anyone else. And they too have to pee, you know, <laughs> so, well, it, adds, it adds, it adds to, I mean, like it's, it's, you could only airbrush so many things for artistic perfection until like, rea- like 
reality is going to seep in one way or another. You know, piss clouds be damned. (laughs) Uh, But uh, to bring us into the final segment of tonight, it is the honestly legendary game Resident Evil 4. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is made by Capcom, uh, specifically Production Studio 4, which was an iconic uh, studio within Capcom. It originally, you know, back in the day, it originally launched January 11th, 2005 uh, for the GameCube. It was a GameCube exclusive part of the uh, infamous Capcom 5, which include Piano 3, Beautiful Joe, uh, Killer 7, in the canceled dead Phoenix. Uh, but Resident Evil four has been ported to literally every machine, including your toaster. Uh, if I were to, if I will name the consoles that this game has appeared on, it has been on the GameCube, PS2, PC, Wii, iPhone, Zebo, PS3, 360, Android, PS4, Xbox one, Nintendo switch, and the Oculus two. Uh, this game is literally everywhere. You can play it wherever you want. Uh, this game arguably has, you know, they always say that certain games have influenced the industry in certain ways, whether it be a gameplay mechanic or it was just that damn good. Resident Evil 4 is that damn good. And it also revolutionized third person shooters. It revolutionized the series. It revolutionized arguably how horror games would play for the next I don't know like 10 years Resident Mm. Evil 4's impact is so large and expansive that I games today are still basically copying simple things from that game whether it be the -the over-the-shoulder aiming that it pioneered all the way back when you know you have games like Gears of War or Dead Space or even The Last of Us or any third person shooter all come from Resident Evil 4 and this is a game that I if I were to objectively rank, rank this games in this series I think Resident Evil 4 is the best one in my mind I think it is a landmark achievement it's one of the few, it's honestly one of my top of top, top top 10 or probably even top 5 games ever. I love this game to absolute bits. It's in many ways I think it is a perfect game. It's I am I'm constantly amazed by this game especially knowing that it went through development hell and back. It infamously started development in 1999 and its initial its initial uh, build became Devil May Cry. Uh, it went through three other builds uh, before we get we get to what we know today. It also basically spawned the premise of the other Capcom horror game, Haunting Ground, in the process. Right, and the this game is kind of just a hallmark moment a watershed moment there's there's sort of games throughout time that you could probably slap the watershed moment or watershed label to and i think resident evil 4 is one of those games so haynes i want to know what is your history with resident evil 4 all right well uh first of all um 
Resident Evil 4 was a game I never played until much later after its release date. In fact, my very first over-the-shoulder third-person Resident Evil game I ever played, because after Resident Evil 3, I just never bothered with it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2 was yep. the first uh, modern, quote-unquote, uh, uh, Resident Evil game I played on the PlayStation 3. And to be honest, like I, I, I spent weeks playing raid mode until I realized there was a story mode. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, I, it made, you know, uh, I wanted to sort of like um, go down the, the Resident Evil Capcom family tree, like punk <laughs> nerds and DJs digging through milk crates of records, tracing musical family trees. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was kind of strange how Resident Evil 4, like, they got it right the first time. Like, yeah, which, <laughs> which, is no, which is no small feat considering, like, it branched out not just of the setting and gameplay of 1, 2, and 3, but even the tone and, like, and, like, and the things that were built on it outside of the franchise, but even inside. Like, even though Resident Evil 5... Like, even though it goes delightfully 80s action movie bonkers, it still builds on four and the precedent yeah. it set. And it, by the way, I love Resident Evil 5. I don't mean that in a disdain sort of way. Uh, this is a Resident Evil 5 appreciating podcast. Uh, Resident it's, Evil 5 does not deserve the hate it gets. Oh, no, because like it's it's uh, Resident Evil 5 is sort of like the Gremlins 2 of Resident Evil 4. It's just balls to the walls, high octane. In fact, I would go so far as to argue that when you play Mercenaries on Resident Evil 4, that's basically a warm-up for Resident Evil 5. Like, in fact, even, like, the location and setting, like, oh, we're by the water. Hey, this kind of looks like a weird abandoned marketplace. I swear to you, I'm convinced Mercenaries on RE4 is like a, oh, you like this, huh? <laughs> Wait till you see what we got in five years. Yes, yes, yes. And and like so 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 just real quickly, um, I ended up playing uh Resident Evil Four, uh, like many years after it was first released. And you know what it was like, dude. Okay, this might not be the best analogy, but bear with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Goodfellas? Yep. Okay, so you could have zero interest in organized crime just on a technical movie-making level. Goodfellas is perfect. Like, yeah. In fact, they even show it in film school. Mm -hmm. Never mind that when the movie first premiered, people walked out during the intro because you're watching a man, a bloody fucking hamburger meat mess of a man in the trunk of a car get stabbed and shot while he's begging for his life. Okay? Mm -hmm. In spite of this... It's taught in film school because it's movie making 101 setup and payoff. The soundtrack matches what you're seeing on the screen. Character development, one one off dialogue lines that reveal things about the character, you know? Yeah. So so things in Resident Evil 4 kind of become the building blocks of not only like okay, like like I'll give you an example, okay? So so in a in, in Resident Evil 4, it was funny to, to, to like, okay, coming in from Resident Evil Revelations 2, 
it was kind of beautiful to be like, oh, this is where the bullet math in your head comes from, where you're like, okay, shoot that guy's weapon out because he's the closest. Leg shot, leg shot him, switch to shotgun, fire, do a 180 and mm -hmm. start to run. In fact, the 180 is birthed in Resident Evil 4. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, second of all, uh, the game forces you to learn the 180 when in earlier games it wasn't an option. Therefore, the economy of movement made it a struggle, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, uh, like, uh, it's, it's, all right, like, um, like, remember when you're escorting Ingrid and, like, uh, like, you're sort of forced, like, you can't stop and fight every enemy, but it's not until your back is against the wall that you realize like Barbara and the night of the dead remake of uh, the night of the living dead remake of 1990 by act three, she realizes, Oh, you could just zigzag and serpentine around these things. You don't have to shoot every single one. And so like, even in the absence of tank controls, even in the absence of fixed camera angles, you can't play Rambo. You still have to run around and pick your battles. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In Resident Evil 4, and I've said this recently, Resident Evil 4 actually, and this is something that I've made very clear for the last year across multiple podcasts, it's like tank controls aren't bad, you suck at the game, get good sort of thing, but like Resident, <laughs> Evil, 4, Resident Evil 4 actually in, it enforces my position because Resident Evil 4 does not control any different from those older games. It's just the camera angle is different. Yeah. Um, but like the way in which Resident Evil 4 adapts the sort of Romero style horror, which is just zombies in an in a town apocalypse, and it sort of I, maybe probably I guess the term would be modernizes it, you know, for the time in 2005. It's like you you see how it just adapts that old mentality but just just puts like an adrenaline shot right into your system where oh oh, oh yeah and yeah, it's <clears throat> it's like the the move from third per fixed camera to behind the shoulder really i think it's it's hard to stay especially for like you know I, I I hate to say it, but it's like even though I'm 27, it's like these younger kids don't know what they're talking about. But it's like, oh, oh, dude, the, I'm, I'm 38. Come with me, come, the, young Padawan. The, but, it's like, time to get you old man pants with no <laughs> crease in them, so you could join me on my rocking chair and stare at these punk kids. Come yeah, join me. They, they they really don't understand how big of a a shift it was to go from fixed cameras to suddenly now you have complete and utter control about where you can aim and having laser precision aiming, but it's not, even though the game encourages a very action playthrough, it's still, it has enough of a bit of a, like, uh, like a, an element of tension that I guess is the horror is Suddenly, you're now mobbed by swarms of enemies. You know the the Ganados uh, in this game, mm. where they're now intelligent. They can wield weapons. They can now attack you. They communicate with each other. They oh, they uh, they could they could fucking throw a Molotov at you from halfway across the fucking map. Um, yeah, no, 
Dude, and and they're not all fixed pattern AI like the zombies in one, two, and three. Yeah, they like, they they bob and weave. They block. They actually cover their hands. Uh, oh, to... they juke you, bro! Like imagine getting fucking Allen Iverson crossover by a fucking Ganado. It happened to me on my first try. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's shocking. I and I can't put myself in the shoes of somebody especially someone who was sort of young enough where third person shooters had started to become like the mainstream of the seventh generation of consoles where everybody was now copying Resident Evil 4's gameplay but like I can't imagine the drastic sort of change because you can look at other third person games of that era like uh, Oni or blood rain where the camera's far behind you and you have like approximation of where you're aiming so to say but now suddenly the action is right behind you in a in, in a very almost first person way where the camera's really close behind leon you know the character you know the main character and it gets right up in next to him and it feels like it, it it's almost as immersive as first person could be within the third person constraint. It's kind of magical how they're able to put you in Leon's shoes without having to go th- see the game through his eyes. Oh, yeah. Well, I think part of the beauty in RE4 is that Leon is an incredibly likable protagonist. Oh, he's, all right. I, I I love Leon. I love all the men of this series. You know, granted, RE5 Chris with his steroid arms still holds a very special place in my heart as he's punching boulders and preaching to Sheva about how we're partners, Sheva. We're not. We're we're in this together. Like Leon is the beautiful little twink boy he is, and spout, spouting off like one-liners. That aren't, I, I will say, Leon has this charm where he thinks he is both the, he is the coolest motherfucker to ever exist in games, but he is like also like the biggest dork still. Like it's so oh, he's kind of corny. Yeah. Like, like it's not quite dad joke corny, but like, but that's part of the charm. Like, what? all right. Like, like, what? like, 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 like what I think is beautiful is like, so in the, so like, all right. RE4 sets precedent because it builds on, you know, uh, it builds on, on the lore of the earlier games. So, like, when he when he mentions, oh, uh, you know, what happened in Raccoon City on his first day, that's like John McClane in the later Die Hard movies going like, oh, fuck, that's the guy from Nakatomi Towers. Like, it's, it's this big fucking deal in this lived-in universe. All right? Mm-hmm. And, and, like... In a weird sort of way, like uh, uh, it, like Leon isn't quite world weary, but he does have bragging rights. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> to to make a to make it very clear to the audience, one of Leon's first one-liners is when the Ganados all uh, go because the church bell rings and they all are drawn to it. His immediate response when they all leave is, "Where is everybody going?" Bingo! It's like this mother, <laughs> this corny ass motherfucker thinks he. It's like Resident Evil's magic is in the fact that it thinks it is. It, Resident Evil looks at its inspirations. Like the early games, it was clearly like 
John Romero, like, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Like, th- those were its inspirations, clearly. And the four through six trilogy, I guess you could call it, they're trying to combine, like, Rambo and Commando and like terminator and like all these 80s action movies yeah but the 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 magic is that resident evil thinks it is that but it's never fully that it's like it's this adorable little franchise that thinks it is like the greatest thing ever but (laughs) it's like i can't help but just like smile like a goober seeing like hearing leon rack off one-liners like oh but, but but sometimes but here's the thing though like it's it, it, sometimes it works to his advantage so beautifully like before the fight with Mendes he's all like and then he shoots the barrel and yeah, jumps yeah, away yeah. from and mind you like I think okay like just uh, let me put a pin on this real quickly because I assure you I'm going somewhere with this. The same way Resident Evil 4 set precedent for many things, not only for the franchise, but third-person gaming and everything afterwards. In in the movie Die Hard, there's a scene where John McClane has to wrap like a fire hose around his waist so he doesn't fall off the fucking building and a helicopter crashes into the roof. And then, like, as the helicopter is about to make impact, he jumps and he's, like, jumping in slow motion. The explosion happens. Every action movie from that point forward has used that scene. All right? <laughs> so, so you get, like, a very quick miniaturized version of that where, like, he, he, he kicks over the barrel, shoots the barrel, jumps over. It's almost as if, like, someone in the production team was like, come on. We need at least one jumping from an explosion scene. You know? Kudos to the director. I I call him the reluctant director because he was supposed to be the producer of this with Shinji Mikami. Because the game originally when it was conceived was that Hideki Kamiya was going to be in charge of it, but his version of Resident Evil 4 was so action and cool that it became Devil May Cry. But like Shinji Shinji Mikami as a as a director of games, whether it be the OG Resident Evil, the remake of Resident Evil, RE4, God Hand, he wears his influences on his sleeve. Like yeah. uh Resident Evil 4 is like a combination of different ginormous action movies from the 80s, whether it be like Oh, hey, this gameplay segment is just the Predator, like, or this yeah. gameplay segment is Commando. This gameplay segment is this, like, it, it never, he never has the moment where he's just like, I got a reference, like, X, Y, and Z. He's just like, okay, this, this movie defined me as a creator, and this game is going to embody the sort of thing that this movie gave to me as a, as a watcher. Like, Resident Evil 4 somehow bounces between like seemingly a hundred different gameplay scenarios, but it never feels boring. Like I, I like I think about like how the game like introduces some like the regenerators, which is honestly probably one of the more quote unquote scary scenes in the game. The mm. game introduces this this enemy type that has the most chilling sort of breathing pattern. 
and you can't kill by traditional means. Oh, what do you need to kill it? Oh, you need the Predator uh, infrared scope to kill it. And that's a whole gameplay segment. And he's like, well, on to the next one where Ashley drives a bulldozer through a on-rail shooting segment. It's like every sort of gameplay gimmick or set piece that has become mainstay in the series Resident Evil 4 established and it like succeeds so brilliantly. It's like I fucking love this game so much. Oh dude, it's it's and and you know what? I'm glad you bring it up. Uh, There were some games as early back as Nintendo where it was like, okay, now this level is first-person shooter. Now this level, you're driving a car. Now this level, you're doing this. I like how Resident Evil, by necessity of the storyline, is like, now you got to get on that boat and start throwing spears. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and the best part is, like, every time you get knocked off the boat, the fucking beast swims even faster. So you never, like, the game, even when you know the game well enough, it never lets you relax. No, you know. It, it, and, it, and it, it, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You were saying, dude. My bad. It, 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 the, the game, it throws so many different, unique ideas. Like even in the opening of the game, where it presents you with a survive for X amount of minutes sort of horde mode in the village, and then suddenly they throw in a little bit of a wrinkle with an enemy that one hit kills you with Dr. Salvador, the chainsaw man. Like, mm. and they never dwell on it long enough where it becomes boring. They save that little moment. And then suddenly later, like eight chapters later, the game's like, well, you had a hard time with this, uh, Dr. Salvador. How about the sisters, the twin sisters in the one of the paths you can select? Uh, oh, oh, I, I would like to say, though, when you mentioned, oh, this movie obviously directed and influ uh, this movie obviously influenced this maker. What I always got was how, like, as you learn, um, as you learn the plot of the game, like it sort of reminded me of like Bram Stoker's Dracula and where like there's a bunch of villa there's a bunch of villagers working on behalf of this guy in a and like the the um, like the the villagers almost like don't know any better, but yeah. they're still <laughs> trying to kill you. And while we're at it, first of all, I love how they presented countryside Spaniards as backwoods Romanians. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and if they were to crank it a little further to the right, those motherfuckers would be straight up Romanians. All right. Um. But but at the same time, at the same time, I think it's really cool because like we touched on this earlier uh, before we started recording. But like um, like take take the depiction of Spaniards. OK, so like before the Delago fight, you see two villagers dump a body of one of the cops from the intro and you hear him go Andale before they leave. And I'm glad it wasn't some Chicano like Andale. Like he's some fucking like MS 13 gangbanger with a fucking face tattoo. Because like, <laughs> like because in, in American depictions of Latinos, they're either Puerto Rican or Mexican and nothing in between. All right. Never mind <laughs> that there are Mexicans that straight up look like you 
or the brawny paper towel guy. And it's like, <laughs> what a start of this. Estamos hablando con fella. Con eso, con eso juego. Like, right. So, so they, they were almost more tastefully, like they were, they were more tasteful in depicting Latinos than like, if you were to left it to Americans in the sense of like, if you look at Hideo Kojima's work, he has more of a fondness of our military history and military itself than Americans do with their like like I'm sure you've seen that mean be the military industrial complex Hideo Kojima thinks you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, uh, so 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 like uh, like just real quickly, uh like you mentioned how Resident Evil 4 set all this precedent and like you know what's like one of my favorite things is how the game rewards you for your curiosity. All right, yeah, it, right, <laughs> right out the gate. You, you, okay, just on a whim, I see a pro and I'm like, all right, let's try the aiming in this game. Oh fuck, a gem! And then the pros were like a good way for you to practice your game before your life fucking depended on it. You know? Yeah. Like, it, I think of it literally with the crows. There's the segment when you first get introduced to El Gigante's boss arena because you go past it earlier in the game but you don't fight him how there's a pile of crows and suddenly you're thinking well I can't shoot these crows because they're all I'll, I'll only be able to get one of them so then then huh what's an what's a weapon that can potentially kill all these enemies all at once huh a grenade and it's like <laughs> suddenly the game the game is like here have like literally five thousand dollar five thousand five thousand uh dollars worth of rewards for being curious with the game systems it, it I, oh yeah oh dude freeing the dog in the beginning of the game and then right before you pee your pants it's like brave dog yes come on puppers let's do this fucking thing <laughs> again set up like fucking like predator, like goodfellas. I swear to you, dude. Like the 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 same way those movies are movie making one hundred and one. Resident Evil has so much game making one hundred and one. You know, and what's what's even doubly amazing about this is that they basically made this version of the game that we know today practically in like a year and a half which granted at the time was more common but like and grant at the same time like they had the castle from earlier builds but like the 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 resident evil we know and love today was more or less created as sort of as like a fuck it we can't do this old formula we have to like do something that excites us and interests us and even rape i was replaying this game i did a playthrough a few months ago which actually i believe you joined me streaming of you watched you, oh, yeah. uh, you you watched me stream the game for like three hours and i forgot you i think it was you or one of your uh your cohorts in the 718 universe was like hey remember the rocket launcher insta kills a lot of bosses i was like oh fuck i forgot that resident evil follows that logic you can just insta kill a lot of bosses by buying the rocket launcher you don't have to oh oh dude dude i love i love how first of all like if you played resident evil 2 you'll really you know i mean yeah like there's of course you know like like, 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 like
train. And if you don't have a rocket launcher, I hope you have extra magnum ammo. You know? <laughs> so, like, the rocket launcher is sort of synonymous with, like, Excalibur. Honestly, the rocket launcher is like a character in of itself because most of the time the games end with you delivering a rocket launcher to the main baddie's face. And it's like, <laughs> there's a great video, I, video series of a guy dissecting Resident Evil's gameplay design. It's just called Road to the Rocket Launcher. It's just go, going from like, how the game starts and then how it delivers the final rocket launcher kill to the the the, the final boss and it's like i love how like the rock this this one use item that you can only equip one at a time is is equally as important as just knowing how to like effectively unit you utilize your ammo and your sort of understanding of the game places it, like the the I can't believe that this game was made in basically a year. Like that's magic. Like oh like, yeah, like... and again and again. Like you know, not to beat a dead horse, but like I'm sorry to, to cut you off, mostly because like this has been happening recently in the episode, and normally I can hear you, but like there's a weird moment where your voice just suddenly turns into a robot, and it's hard to hear. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, my bad. Okay, well, just so the ladies and gentlemen, we were talking before recording, and then suddenly my headset fucking died on me. But like the microphone. <laughs> was not working but like the fella could still hear the windows broom, 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 whenever i was raising the volume up and down so i'm recording on my phone so <laughs> it sounds like i'm recording from two dixie cups hooked up to a nuclear reactor being powered by a hamster on a wheel that's why uh, um, it, i think it adds to it i i'm not a i think it's fun because i i think it'll add to like <laughs> much like every Resident Evil where it's like you get the fun is in replaying the game several times where you have all your maxed out weapons and all the special weapons it's like oh you get oh. to listen, to listen to the episode again and hear what Sainz is saying oh and you know you know I'm, I'm glad you bring this up because like first of all playing through the game more than once is kind of a delight because uh I, I believe you called it director mode for Left for Dead. Like I remember like a friend of mine calls it rubber band AI. Where like, <laughs> like bro, like if you're kicking ass, the game the, the game is like, oh wow, it looks like you need uh, rifle ammo. You better upgrade capacity because I ain't giving you a fucking thing. And then like because <laughs> I remember the first time I play in fact, learning that strat by accident. I remember like like being at death's door and i'm like fuck i need rifle ammo ah whatever i'll just upgrade my weapons and then i'll fucking die and i'll figure it out capacity i've got a full clip now and it's like well now it's like you stumbled upon like a secret only necessity would make it, 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 it I, this is a testament to just like I guess you could say old school design where it's like by playing the game itself you un you learn 
that the game is like giving you subtle hints about how to tackle objectives. Like, uh, and, and this is a thing also that Resident Evil 4 was so genius about is that even though you can, even though when you start the game, it only gives you a normal difficulty, but the game is subtly changing the difficulty how you play. So if you're doing great, the game is dumping you grenades and rifle ammo and only money. But if you're doing bad, it will remove some enemies from a level or it will give you more herbs to heal like it few game like and the what's magical is that the game never brings attention to it either it sort of is like a well i hope you notice that the water the water room level that everyone talks about if you're sucking ass at the game will remove the two bow and arrow snipers for you uh, let's see if you can beat it now like yeah. it's and it doesn't it doesn't molly because again like then then you're and then it's like, wow, a lot more chainsaw dudes are this part of the level than you expect. Huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, dude, it's... And... Okay, first of all, like, what I wanted to was, like, old, tiny horror movie where, like, uh, the, the protagonist of Bram Stoker's Dracula is, like, And I remember having a flashback to Resident Evil 2. Like, hey, remember when it took you a week to find the Bishop Spark plug? What bullshit <laughs> is this game going to give? And then, but, but just before it starts to get tedious, it's like, oh, yeah, you got to shoot and run for your life now. Like, <laughs> oh, and, and the best part, the, I will, okay, you can quote me on this. The Novistados are probably the worst enemy in any Capcom game ever made. Like, fuck that noise, dude. Holy shit. Wait, are, those and, the, are those the bug monster? The flying bugs? I can't remember the names. Uh, the, 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 the Novistados are like the, the semi-invisible ones that have a one Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, those ones suck ass, but I like... Did, yeah. And 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 it's like, hey, it, it, remember Predator? You will now. Like, it's, <laughs> so, it's so, I I I, I mean, like going through every chunk of this game. It like it, I I don't know how they did it. It's like, uh, I mean, in a, in a way, fella, right, right, right. Because I, and I don't want to be like, there will never be another Resident Evil Four, but there won't. There won't like <sighs> like the same way the same way you have Goodfellas or even Ghostbusters. Right place, right time, right past, right through, right script. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's like e even even to the general story. I guess I mean the story is. I, I I appreciate on a level that this game sort of does away 
for the most part. It kind of it's kind of like a a reboot that doesn't say it's a reboot where it's like, okay, we're now taking place six years after the events of three and we're not really concerning ourselves with the events of raccoon city. We're not really concerned with the events of umbrella. We're more or less focused on a very small cast of characters who are all delightful in so many ways from Leon, as we mentioned earlier to, Salazar to Sadler to Ada, Ashley, Mendez, Krauser, Luis, like the small cast of characters can drive you through this 10 to 15 hour experience because they're all they're all so fully wonderful, fle- wonderfully fleshed out and fun to engage with. And I will say this, as I know many people probably potentially might disagree with is a uh, Ashley. I think Ashley is serving. <laughs> she is serving cunt, and I love her whiny, her whiny. Like uh, I always need help, Leon. Need, you need to catch me. I I love her. Uh, if you tried to upskirt her, she calls you a pervert. Like oh yeah, and 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 can can we build on this for just a second? Uh, first of all. I called Ashley Ingrid earlier, so my bad. All right, it's, it's okay. Very quickly, oh yeah, Hunnigan. I forgot Hunnigan. I can't believe I forgot Hunnigan. So, Jeez. so I, I, I love how Ingrid is like. First of all, she's the president's daughter. So try to behave yourself. And I think that alludes to trying to upskirt her because, like, the first time I heard that, I was like, is Leon slinging dick left and right, walking up to like fucking legally aged girls going suck baby like Brooklyn? Why is she giving Leon that warning? You know? Um, and, and second of all, um, uh, like, uh, during the escort section, if you shoot one of the ganados off the gondola, like, you, if, if you notice Ashley, if she's in the camera, she does, like, a little fist pump. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? Like, like escort, NPC escorts can fucking learn a thing or two like that Literally. like i i because like a- escort missions are synonymous with wanting to eat your own fucking face all right <laughs> and, and you know what like it, it was the first time an escort mission did not like i didn't immediately go for is there a level skip code fuck this yeah, uh, it, because it, like <laughs> i think i think it's safe to say that escort missions and resident evil games aren't as aren't always as ideal as Ashley and four. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the people who bitched and moaned about Ashley for the better part of a decade. Because I remember this. It's like you suck at the game, man. It's like Ashley is not hard. Just hide her in a dumpster. She'll be fine. Like, yes, like she. I, the thing about like escort missions in games is that they're never like they're never fun. Like you said, you want to skip them, but like Ashley is with you for almost. I would say like almost 50% of the game and you have to babysit her, but she never, to me, she never was a problem. She was very easy to sort of just like, for like, you know, forget like, Oh yeah. Like I could do this. I'm the badass Leon action hero guy. And she, as a result, I come to love her just sort of like, 
sassiness and her shot like her scared like being scared in the face of being turned into a a brainless puppet for the religious cult like like i've people need to like get over saying ashley was bad like she was actually one of the better escort missions in any game like again speaking to just how 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 fucking good this game is like holy shit like they made an escort character like not an like an annoyance like i oh, well i think part of the beauty is that like she's a part of the game she's not just this like where like cuz like uh, listen like thing when you play a game because i know people could do this with movies like you ever see a scene in a movie and it feels like right so yeah. like you know it's like imagine it's like bro you know So, like, what do you think is going to happen? She's going to pick up an AK and become player two? Get the fuck out of here. Like, and, no. And, like, and, and, and what's fun, too, is that you get to play as her, too. She has her one little segment that you get to play as her, and it feels very reminiscent of of older games where you can't use weapons. I, I, like, I, I love the little the one off segment that you get to play as her in the game where it's like an old school survival horror game yep. where she's fighting against like knights that are like controlled by like I don't know like a black ooze or something like it, it's it, I, to, to the Ashley haters out there get a life she's she's gorgeous beautiful sexy uh, president's daughter and if you don't and if you say she sucks, uh, uh, what you don't like some young pussy boy? Number two, all right, not every you know what, like, I wonder if it's really actually like, okay, I just sort of like ties back to the precedent that like the game sets, and we're like, okay, you don't want to play for the game, like, when you're escorting. Like, cause you know, like, uh, like, I, I don't know if you do it, but like, you, you know, like, okay, let's say you shoot a dude with a chainsaw and then you run up to him and kick him. You kind of have like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi until being next to him is a fucking one hit kill. All right. <laughs> so, so learning these beats and patterns as if you're playing DDR with the game, you know, <laughs> like if you have figured that out with Leon, you have a much better chance of getting out alive when you have to control Ashley. You know, it's, it's uh, the, this game is fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, uh, this game, you know, I remember, I remember seeing just how like, 
raised hell and back this game was for everything. And, you know, people always like to say, like, oh, Resident Evil 4 doesn't have horror per se. Like, it's, um, like, uh, you know, Resident Evil 4 was the moment in the series where they sort of put horror as sort of, like, the, the icing to the cake, as you will. But even, I would say Resident Evil 4 still elicits some pretty horrific imagery. Like, some of the monster design is, like, incredible. Like, U3 or the Regenerators or, I forget their names, the... Oh, yeah, like, the dude, blind, once, the blind, once mon- you, blind once monsters... You... Once you get once you get the time to read, that's when you start finding enemies that straight up look like uh thing. Like yeah. that's that's when we get to full blown balls to the walls, like, oh yeah, this is Resident Evil, you know? Which is kind of funny considering that like, you know, up like up until the end of chapter two, it's like you're in this like lived in world detached from all of and then what are we in a mansion all over again and then when you get the chapter five you're getting like kind of like laboratory aesthetics and now you're flashing back to resident evil 2 and it's sort of like it's sort of like the game's way of like hey kids did you play the earlier games attaboy it's sort of like the game winking at you you know like (laughs) Like you know, like because it would have been really gay if like the fucking characters like Leon. Remember in Raccoon City when this happened? It's really no. Like it just it, it because that's how video games and movies are now. You know, like yeah. And, and you know what? I think one of the reasons why people get caught up on it's not real is because like what's fucking hard to get? Like it's garbage. There's not a lot of good horror out there. In fact, to this day, John, like, I'm still unsettled at many parts of the thing by John Carpenter. Like, granted, I'll argue it's probably the greatest horror movie of all time. And, and in fact, like, not to wax philosophical, but, like, I've always felt that, like, even hentai took inspiration from John Carpenter's The Thing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the designs you would see in anime, hentai, manga, that otherworldly, unnerving, at the edge of sanity type visuals, John Carpenter's The Thing set precedent for them. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, in fact, like, a, 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 a gudo, but with practical effects. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. So, so, in Resident Evil 4, like, once you get the chapter three, it's almost like a return from crime. You know? Yeah, the, like once you get to the castle, I feel like you 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 get that vibe from the older games. Like the castle throws in I would say maybe minus U three in the island segment in the regenerators. It's like the castle segment definitely is where like the game puts you in that sort of cat and mouse sort of situation that I I think old Resident Evils obviously get to. uh, And I just, I can't stand people who say like Resident Evil four is an action game. It's like, what are you playing? It's like, do you, did you not see the, in that one, when they introduced the Plagas monsters bursting out of the heads, shaking around like Jacob's ladder, like 
that wasn't horror enough to you in the like pitch dark night in the thunderstorm it's like sure it's not like balls to the wall conjuring horror where it's jump scaring you five seconds you know every five seconds but like the the i will credit uh resident evil finds new and amazing ways to depict the grossest and most terrifying bodily monsters ever created from some twisted japanese guy's head like you know what i'm glad you bring it up because like or whenever a jump scare happens you hear that dun dun like stock music weird like jab of an orchestra with a yeah, piano yeah the and sting the sting sound or whatever yes yes so so like uh, i think people are quick to trash resident evil 4 because like um it's it's sort of like blaming metallica back then for bad metal today like like you know like it, it, it like i get you want to be correct with your hate but at, first of all number one get it right you know Mm-hmm. I think It's like a Resident Evil 4 is like you shot an adrenaline into like Resident Evil 2 and 3. It's like okay, we're going to we're going to amp up the sort of intensity all around, not just like the moment to moment gameplay, but it's like you're being swarmed especially like in the opening parts of the game where it's like you only have the silver ghost pistol and you have a very finite amount of ammo and it's like you have to learn how to manage your resource it's akin to the older games it's like you have to learn to manage your limited amount of shotgun bullets against also also i i love how the game forces you like uh, first of all don't hesitate decapitate like the game Forces you to like learn how to do headshots, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Second of all, I love how eventually you can hit a rhythm of like shoot, kick, stab, 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 shoot, kick, stab, 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 shoot, kick, stab. Right, Be- mm-hmm. and, and the game sort of reminds you, hey, the knife is a viable option. Oh, the, the the greatest knife in any game. They, that knife can do whatever you want it to. You can. It sets you. It it can keep it can be a damage dealer but it can also set up set you up for the quick time event uh punisher moves you know kicking or suplexing or high kicking like oh man like there is some there is a level of satisfaction of like setting up a suplex move in this game that like delivers some one uh, arguably the the headshot sound in this game oh my god i love the headshots in this game one one thing one thing in this game um that that i think people 
want to trash Resident Evil 4 for is that Resident Evil 4, I think, might have been the first game that was like, oh, hey, you have to spam X now because you have to run. Like, you know, or like, yeah, the quick, the, cutscenes, it, right? the, the, the quick time events, the, the pepper, the game, it, it wasn't the first one do it, but it definitely popped. Po- I, this, this podcast is a journey through me pronouncing popularized, um, but it, it Resident Evil 4 definitely put the quick time event as sort of a new gameplay mechanic you could do. And Resident Evil 4 is peppered with them, whether it be like mashing X to infinity with outrunning a boulder or pressing combos of A A and X to dodge moves. Or (laughs) the Krauser knife fight. I love the Krauser knife fight. I think you might be onto something when you say Resident Evil 4 is is like the, the, the earlier games with an adrenaline shot. so many aspects of this game that I just I I like I hold up to the altar of video games and be just like look at this masterpiece that it's just like how how on earth did they nail this right from the get-go that its immediate sequel more or less is just the same thing but like condensed in an even more ex- more like amped up way it's like you know, you go from shooting enemies to fighting a lake monster with harpoons to fighting leveled up monsters to a giant fight to fighting dogs to escorting Ashley, then a horde mode in a cramped cabin to another chainsaw fight, then to you're in a castle and then suddenly it gets reset. It's like how I... I like replaying this game the last week in my new game plus save. It's like I I I'm honestly just dumbfounded how a game was literally nailed at just with one try. Like and it came from more or less developers like Shinji Mikami saying the old formula sucks. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to like throw a wrench into everything. I want to do an action game or whatever. Like I, man, it's like I, I look to this game. It's just like I guess we can't make new games because Resident Evil Four wrote the template for every third-person shooter you probably have ever played. I mean. Oh yeah, hell, like the Resident Evil Four literally was in the design document of Dead Space. They were just like, "Okay, we're making Resident Evil Four, but in space, and it's more intense and like thrilling." It's like, how oh. how on earth was? And real quickly, like so many of the little touches in Resident Evil Four, not just gameplay, story wise, and lore, but like the first. I 
Yeah. Because, like, there's two. You only really have, like, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like, nine or ten items, and they are immediately selected in, like, three rows, as opposed to, like, hell, like, you could, you could get a fucking... <laughs> and, and, It's not because in like Resident Evil One, you only got to carry like eight items, right? And yeah. two, you only carry you got the pouch and the locker. Yeah. But but in, in, but then in four, like just it's it's then like like oh, it's a fucking work of art. I I. I <laughs> Like this is now the official Resident Evil Four fanboy podcast. Uh, that's that's what this episode is all about, baby. It's like <laughs> it's like I I could gush about this game from beginning to end, uh, it, even down to just like the little things, even like the atmosphere of the game, like this these war these levels of the game. Where you're going through this gray green village in the middle of nowhere, then suddenly you're in a castle, then suddenly you are on a military island. It's like everything is so perfectly paced and so perfectly laid out, and they never dwell on something. And if they bring back something, they in, they elevate it to another level. And like I. I think it just proves how the industry for a, it seemingly a long time was playing catch up to this game. It's like, you know, I, I've said like Japanese developers are like our last hope. And it seems like, you know, that continues to be the trend, especially with Capcom's revival of the recent years where they are they're like bringing they're literally bringing back the idea of re rebooting remaking old horror ips like parasite eve or silent hill or hell dead space or alone in the dark are all coming back all, all coming back and it's all because of like honestly probably the groundwork that resident evil 4 laid in laid all the way back in 2005 and it's like this 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 <laughs> this fucking game's perfect not to be not to be like cynical or anything but one um like 
the same way certain corners of the comic book industry and the movie industry and the TV industry has been hurting for like viewers and money. So is the video game industry. And mm-hmm. you know what? Rolling Stones Iron Wheelchair Tour 2022. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, number two, um, I think, you know what? I think it says more about video games today than it does about like, yeah, no shit. Resident Evil 4 is a work of art. But what is making a video game company remake that game instead of moving forward? And mm-hmm. I think one reason is because that's not video games Hey, we're doing this again because that's how shitty things are right now. And and Um, somehow, if I like, somehow Resident Evil 4's remake is somehow even elevating the game even farther where you can parry, you can knife parry the Chainsaw Man's attacks. I'm just like, that's fucking brilliant. And I'm just like, Hot damn! Feed me that slop and feed me that game in 2023 in March. I'm I will buy day one, baby. years and he built the game from the ground up and he never advertised the game uh, it just spread by word of mouth now like I don't want to get all philosophical here but be like Bella there's such a thing there's a universal frequency for young old collective subconscious but interestingly enough when there was that beautiful revival of the 2000s that carried over to the early 2010s that's when Cave Story happened to you know what I mean so I think part of it was right place, right time. But like, it was basically up to the fan community of Cave Story and the people on the forums created independently of the site to download the game from. People took it upon themselves to translate the game in English, German, French, Spanish, Portuguese, and then the game ended up on Steam. And now that dude gives fucking lectures at like fucking like uh, uh, colleges across yeah. You know what? I think you're onto something because, like, Japanese developers, like, they're like a different caliber, man. Um, they're, they're just, they're, I, 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 like, I, like, like, one of my favorite PS4 games of recent memory are like Death Stranding and Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2 Remake, like, or Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Like, they're still doing interesting ideas they're still trying to find ways to do something different or exciting and even with existing properties whether it be a game or a franchise they're still finding ways to excite and uh, engage players even even with something as 
you know, whether it be exciting or perfect as like, let's say Resident Evil four getting a remake or even final fantasy seven, getting a remake trilogy that somehow, in my opinion, tra- like adds to the final fantasy collection of media products in a new and interesting way. It's like, uh, Japanese developers are just uh I always say Cap God is back and it's like well I think this is like a broader stroke paintbrush thing of that country still trying and still finding ways to make awesome games well well I mean I know I'm comparing apples to oranges when I say this but like all right uh are you familiar with the movie Clerks yes all right, so Clerks 1 is a beautiful gem of a movie, and I truly believe as long as people work jobs they're not really happy or satisfied with, people will relate to Clerks no matter what. And in yes. fact, I think I think a lot of young men and women can see parts of themselves in the main character. Right? Mm-hmm. I, said, I, I guess I kind of like Clerks 2 because it's still not the first one, but that's what it was like. Hey, Clerks 3 is coming out. It's like, oh, really? Now, how come when it's like, hey, fucking 7 is coming out? Oh, fuck, really? <laughs> difference, man. Like, in fact, like, and even people like to fucking poo-poo on Tekken Tag. I love that shit. I, it, 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 I love Tekken, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that makes you sound like a blind na- uh, uh, um, uh, Namco fanboy, but like Tekken Tag is better than some recent fighting games, as much as I hate to say. You know, <laughs> so, like, I think there's something to be said. Like, you know, Jello Biafra, <clears throat> excuse me, used to talk about how, like, in America, our best minds end up in like the Department of Defense making like germ bombs and shit like that, while like in Japan, some of their best minds and like, fuck, fuck, if memory serves me correctly. Like Akita united all the animators of the country, and it was basically like the country going like, "We need to finish this incredible, great like mm-hmm. work of cinematic like, animation." You know? Like, yeah. I, I think there's a certain I don't know, like like I don't know what to describe it as, but there's this like beautiful creative spirit in the Japanese where like, oh dude, like they're influenced by American pop culture better than Americans are. Culture like it, Escape from New York gave us gave us uh, Snake Plissken, and that's Hideo Kojima going. You're welcome, America. <laughs> Literally, it's oh man, just <laughs> video games, man. They 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 both drive me crazy, but I I speak for them of, of a place of love, and I think Resident Evil Four it. Even though it wasn't my first Resident Evil, I think it the sort of grandiose impact it had on me, the industry, developers, publishers, you name it, is so ginormous that like I I can't help but just sing its praises every single day. And I think to wrap up tonight's discussion, I think I think you said a a really great thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if like an old act, you know, comes back with the same stuff every single time. That's great. 
but and also it's uh, resident evil could just make resident evil 4-2 and i will be like a happy little consumer clapping my hands being like yes give me more give me more oh yeah like, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel that way about Castlevania, which like I wanted to mention at some point in the in the in, in the episode. But like just real quickly, like the same way you could run for run through RE4 and appreciate every little nook and cranny. Like I still pick up Castlevania Symphony of the Night once a year just yeah. to like it's, it's like watching my and like and, another... and it's like. And kind of like fucking Ramones or Johnny Cash, like every song. Maybe because I grew up with the old school fucking like, um, like uh, no falling physics. Everything can murder you in six minutes or less. look for the boomerang for the love of god like that that fucking crazy immigrant work ethic on contra and castlevania all right Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not. I don't get the same. Like, even the music isn't as memorable as like fucking, you know, uh, haunting inspired from aliens. <laughs> uh, Super you know? Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, I know it's like always people say like return or whatever, but it's like we we need to go back just to like games being whatever they want to be and being inspired by what they want to be directors, producers, writers, programmers, composers. And I think resident evil four is just like the sort of pinnacle of being inspired to do something different. And I, I, I guess if I were to make a final saying about resident evil four, it's uh play this play this fucking game i will i beg you to play resident evil 4 it's on every fucking system on the fucking earth you could even you could even get it on a fucking ti-85 calculator yeah it's like doom you can play it on everything play this game you will be happy that you did uh i i uh, I guess uh, to wrap it all up, I want to thank oh, you. If, if, if oh. I could chime in, I'm very sorry, fella. I'm very no, no, sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. But, but, I, but I do want to chime in very quickly. And we're like, listen, you have to play Resident Evil 4 because, like, listen, Street Fighter 2 was not the first fighting game, but it's impressive. And so many things were built off of Street Fighter 2. Not full Street Fighter 3 Strike. And that's kind of like how Doom wasn't the first set the bar and then a fucking mod of half-life counter-strike set the bar setting other bars in the process right yeah uh uh, like you said earlier think of every third person shooter you probably played growing up or as an adult and you could kind of sort of trace its family tree back to the stump of resident evil 4 exactly 
if you don't play this game, Fella and I are going to hire Guatemalan hitmen to <laughs> where you live and throw pebbles at random windows. So then you wake up like a battered house you have to <laughs> through the blinds and then you, you look to the right squat Latinos and one kind of nudges the other with an elbow and he holds up a sign that says resident and number two no and then you know he continues to hold up the sign very proudly like that this 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 is like this is this is case this is case zero of everything and before we finally wrap up thank you haynes for uh, a wonderful time tonight i've been laughing my ass off i've been smiling i've been just (laughs) i'm so glad to just speak on it about this game finally after just years of just like playing through it obsessively and i can't thank you enough for joining me tonight oh it's Seriously, it's been a joy, even through the Zoom mishaps and robot audio. I don't care. People are good. People will have to replay this like Resident Evil Four to hear the 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 every little word we said. And I think that is a perfect place where we will cut it there. <laughs> <laughs>